It is I, King Booker, ruler of the SmackDown world. Thank you. I come here tonight with a royal decree and the WWE Universe will bear witness as I grant Lord Xavier the Wise, Sir Kofi the Brave, and you there, Big E, access to the most royal club of them all. Welcome, my royal... Pardon me. No, 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 no. Pardon me, my liege. But, but Kofi and Woods got these really cool regal names. But where is mine? You know what? You should be on your knees right now, bowing down, kissing my feet. You know what? There's only one who should be in the five-time, 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 five-time championship club. <laughs> Let's try again, shall we? This is called adding. If I have two beans and then I add two more beans, what do I have? Some beans. <laughs> yes and no. Let's try again, shall we? I have two beans... Then I add two more beans. What does that make? Five times, five times, five times, five times. Now try again. One, two, three, four. So how many are there? Three. What? And that one. <laughs> three and that one. So if I add that one to the three, what will I have? Oh, some beans. Now is the time. Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. And welcome to episode 113, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is because I did use 112 as one of the outros (laughs) last month. That was, you're a maniac, Chris. (laughs) Exactly what you didn't want me to do, I did it. Because you didn't want me to do it. Well, that's what happens when you put something in someone else's hands. Right, yeah. So this is all all my fault, completely. (laughs) Oh, you you reminded me, Chris. Uh, Actually, I'm going to send you on an extended vacation. Okay. Uh, on the producing and editing of Wrestling House Show, I'm I'm uh, gonna have Baron Corbin uh, do it in your place. <laughs> yes, okay. the acting editor. Thank you. Yes. Now. Okay. I'd, I'd rather not do that. This is episode 113, the monthly wrap up of the Wrestling House Show for the month of August, and this is where we talk about the best matches, best moments, some of the not so good stuff, but everything that encompasses the month. So. Like we said last month, if you're not currently watching every week, we can kind of guide you on your WWE Network uh, binge night. Just click and watch what we tell you is good, and I think you'll enjoy WWE again. If you're not, if you're enjoying it, then cool, let us know about it. Go to our Facebook, talk about it, start a conversation with us, because we have, I think, a lot to talk about this month. This was the month of SummerSlam, and there was a really good takeover and maybe at the end we're going to talk about a little something that bled over into September, some big independent show. We may talk a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. That'll be a nice dessert at the end of yes, the show. Yes. Where you're, like, so full, but it's like, man, that dessert looks good. Right. Yes. So you know what I'm going to be? 
Okay, we'll save it for later. <laughs> first week uh, in this for this uh, since we ended it like with the first of August, bleeding into the end of the month. We're going to yeah. start on the sixth of August. Yes, and or are we? Because was that raw much of anything for you, Chris? <laughs> Honestly, the, I mean, usually when I write my notes, I'm mostly writing about the wrestling. And maybe, like, only if there's a big story thing that I really liked or really didn't, I'll mark those down. And my notes for that really don't have a whole lot. Um, I did... I mean, history was made on that Raw. That was was one thing in the sense of it was Ronda's first match on free television. Yeah, and that was... It was a good moment in history. But it's also one of those things where I remember watching it, I'm like... They keep. I've, I've talked about this a lot, so I'm not going to go into it a whole bunch. But they tell us that she's part of the women's division. Yet this was her first singles match on Raw since she debuted at WrestleMania. Yes, like exactly. and they were making a big deal about it. Like, no, she's not part of the women's division. Like, I get it. <laughs> and that kind of leads to I don't know. We can do a mini tangent right here. Ooh. They've already put the title on her. Yeah, she she is she is the Brock Lesnar of the women's division in so far as. They've set her up to be completely unbeatable. Like, yeah. no one can defeat her. And she is, like, way above any of the other women in the division. So, how do you think that's going to work going forward? I, I I can't even honestly speculate. I know that. Yeah. I hope I'm not being a bad co-host no. here. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I'm going to have to put this on the time will tell thing. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a shame that, I mean, obviously when people come in... They have to get some wins under their belt, no matter who you are, yeah. because this has to work, you know. And it's a shame that somebody has to be the victim here in the right. sense of, yeah, and obviously, like, uh, Alexa Bliss, win, lose, or draw now in her career for the rest of her career. Yeah. Let's say somehow she falls out of favor with WWE, she goes somewhere else. She's always going to have that, I headlined a big four pay-per-view, and I feel like it's a headline because they made... As much of this match yeah. with her, and almost as any other world, other world title matches, sure. and that's the way it should be. Yeah. First of all, yeah, yeah. so I think head, saying you got to headline a pay per view with a Ronda Rousey type, one of the biggest pay per view yeah. draws ever, she's always going to be able to take that wherever she applies her trade. Yeah. So she was made kind of in this whole thing. Sure. That's just, you know... They took the title off Nia so they could have Alexa versus Rousey. And that says a lot about yeah. Alexa. And yeah. so I, I don't mind her beating Alexa so much yeah. because it did make sense in the end. She basically like did everything that Stephanie did to her almost uh, from yeah. the get go. So yeah. it, it did have to happen that way. It's a shame that it happened at the expense of Alicia Fox though. Yeah. Uh, because she, she was probably the most slowly improved female wrestler of the last decade, but she finally got there in yeah. the end. And, She's such a great character. I love her personality. And the fact that she's one of the most like tenured, currently still competing women in the division. Yeah, it's I like mean, her and Natty is yeah. about as far as main roster. Yeah. For sure, that's that's about it. And she's definitely in that role of she's she goes into the ring to help make other women look good. Yeah. And, I mean, like, that's kind of where she is at this point. Yeah. And I, I guess maybe at this point, because of the cyclical nature of the business, yeah. she maybe she's just happy to be there at this sure. point. You know, so many other women coming up, younger women, what have you, all yeah. over the world, all yeah. kinds of accolades. She had zero accolades coming yeah. into WWE, and she's managed to, yeah. you know, stay here. And I think that's a true testament yeah. to her. 
So I'm glad that she stuck around. I'm glad she's improved. It's a shame that she had to be the one to right. be on the chopping block against yeah. uh, Ronda, but it is what it is. I'm I sure suppose. she was cool with it. She got the main event. Sure. You know, and yeah. she got to compete against Ronda yeah. Rousey, even though it wasn't so much of a match. It was yeah. more of like a beating and a one sided ex- one sided exhibition. Yeah, I expected it to be Heath Slater, honestly. Right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah, of course. Because you know, it's like a, it's, just, it's the it's the polar opposite, but at the same time, it's kind of the same thing that yeah. Truth is doing to Carmella. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just just reverse it and make it Ronda and Heath yeah. Slater. I'm all for it. <laughs> I just wonder going forward, I hope that, so in my Brock Lesnar comparison, no, I'm not saying they're the same people, but, uh, so to get the title off of Brock Lesnar, they had to do the thing where Lesnar was distracted, you know, the thing with Strowman showing up and putting his briefcase into the situation. Yeah. Reigns, and go, ooh, a beach ball. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that probably, I'm yeah. sure that we missed. <laughs> Reigns technically beat Lesnar, but it was because of the distraction, because he mm-hmm. was looking completely the other way. So there's a whole bunch of qualifiers to it. And I feel like they may have to do that with Rousey as well, because he's just so far above any of the other women at this point. Like, I don't think, like... Yeah. I mean, I over t- yeah, because over time, they're just going to have to say that their division got better overall and, yeah. pardon the pun, evolved yeah. over time. So by Rousey being there, it's going to have to make all the women better just, you know, literally and figuratively. Yeah, but... It's going to be like, oh, they, they, they started hitting it harder. They started sure. working harder, having better matches. So that's the storyline explanation as to how eventually it can become more of an equal thing i remember you saying something extremely similar to this about carmella too when they didn't do it yeah so, eh, well you know hey no uh, they okay. brought back james ellsworth well, and then they took the title away that from was her. a that was a dial back but I, i'm gonna let, let's table that carmella thing for okay. the end of the show yeah. i hate i hate using stupid business jargon but yeah. like we're gonna talk about that at the end of this month okay and we're gonna talk about carmella losing the title and but then like the match sure. she had afterwards mm. things like that so I'm not totally wrong about Carmella. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> no, standing I, my I ground agree. on it. But I just yeah. don't think the story went the way you said. But well, yeah, but they're doing what they did with Carmella. What they're doing with Roman, because like, and I, I swear this is an absolute truth here. Okay, let's yeah, we're not burying the lead. Roman is the champion now. Yeah, what did they do, and how much confidence do they have in a Roman Reigns World Title reign? Well, let's look at everything that's been mm, put in front yeah. of it. How he won it, you just went over it. Mm. Okay, the next night on Raw. We have a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. Uh, yeah. We had a title match on Raw, which we hadn't had in forever because yeah. of Brock Lesnar, which was Reigns' whole thing. So they immediately give that away, which was to Finn Balor. So they put that out of the way. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. to satiate the people that have been screaming for yeah. Finn to get his rematch. Like so they're going to make yeah. Roman look like the good guy in right. this. Like, oh, man. They were like, oh, you're a freaking genius. Give this yeah. writer a raise. Like, yeah. okay, if you're stuck in the corner, yeah, that's how I probably would have put it too. But right. I just hate that it happened this way. It's like, oh, Roman's a good guy. He's a cool guy. I'm going to cheer him now because yeah. he's fi- he's the one that finally gave Finn yeah. Balor the title match. That's the, that's the thing. I was thinking that exact thing when I was mm-hmm. watching it. I was like, but because in my own head, I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't really want Reigns to be champ. But hey, cool. We have it back. And he gave Finn Balor a title shot. And then, but yeah, like you were saying, we're kind of getting aside the point. The whole thing, bringing back the shield, like immediately, it's how how to get yeah. him cheered. It's how to how to switch the thing for Strowman and Reigns in order to get Strowman to be booed and Reigns to be cheered. I think they should have doubled down. I know I'm going to sound like an internet guy here, but and I guess we are on the internet. So it is what it is. Once again, I'm going to stop saying that stupid phrase because I hate people say that. It's almost like agree to disagree, you right, know? Yeah. Okay, so. 
doubling but doubling down on this whole thing yeah. Finn Balor beating Roman for the title the next day how hot would that crowd have been yeah, for exactly, that yeah. it's full circle from all the Finn Balor SummerSlam stuff yeah it makes up for the sin that they've committed to him over the last two years and I believe yeah. it to be a sin uh like that's all there you don't get any of this BS nostalgic shield reunion stuff. Yeah. It's just, hey, here's the guy that beat Roman clean on his first night on the roster. Yeah. Here's the guy that was the first Universal Champion. Yes, now he's the Universal Champion again. There's nobody in that building that's going to say this is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, there's only going to be one man in that building if Vince is in the building. It's going to be him. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like That reminds me of they did that exactly that to Daniel Bryan when he won the title and Randy Orton got the title from him like the next night I think yeah. or whenever it was if, but if you're going to do but, that they should they should have it you, we should be able to have it both ways but Daniel Bryan isn't Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan was a fans man the fans made that happen so they took it away but Roman Reigns was not a fans man and so he's of course he's going to keep it yeah so. because it made that's actually not just knee-jerk fantasy fanboy booking. Yeah. That's a guy who squashed the feud the previous night that he was in yeah. prior. Yeah. So Corbin's right off of... They should have had this... Corbin feud should have been done. He squashed him in like less than a minute, convincingly, you know... It doesn't make any comment as to whether what kind of wrestler he is with or without the makeup. Yeah. He whipped his ass. Right. This is... And like... To to the delight of everybody there. Yeah. Nobody in that building was like, damn, I didn't get to see Finn Balor wrestle for 15 minutes. Plus against Baron Corbin on top of that. Now he has completely just shattered him in this feud. Yeah. And it made it it made it really look like the Daniel Big Cass feud. Yeah. Like this is a convincing win. Right. (laughs) The fact that he's still in this feud now and and not the world champion makes me so sad. I it's a disservice. We're jumping ahead a little bit, but but, yeah, the, that was one thing I was going to bring up around the SummerSlam stuff. Is it, If this whole thing with Baron Corbin and Finn Balor was to bring back the Demon, cool. I mean, I don't know if he pushed him far enough for the Demon to really necessarily come out, but whatever. Like, I, I just didn't see that Balor was frustrated enough and yeah. angry enough for that to happen. But they did it. Cool, whatever. I liked the squash. I loved seeing Baron Corbin get beaten like a couple minutes. Yeah. But then, yeah, it just continues, and Baron Corbin beats him on Raw, like, the next week or the week after, I don't remember which. In that double switch thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, don't, this is dumb. Yeah. They're pulling it back, they're pulling yeah. it away, they have it doesn't shot, make any sense. I mean, Corbin's stock is down, yeah, but they've shot Balor's stock down yeah. as well. This isn't what a feud is supposed to do, it's supposed yeah. to elevate both guys, yeah. or if someone's on their way out, they're supposed to do the honors. Yeah. But it, both guys' stock are going down in this. Yeah. Yeah. They're just totally just screwing the pooch here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry I jumped ahead. I went through this whole month with just two guys. Right. But hey, we mostly just talk about wrestling matches anyway. Yeah, yeah. The occasional... Uh, Soapbox moment. Right. Well, we were talking about the first week of (laughs) August, or, yeah, and the first full week, and that Raw on the first week. The first show of the first full week. My favorite thing is, I think, on that Raw was something I don't even think you saw, because when I mentioned it, you said, oh, I didn't see that. Okay. was the return of Ruby Riot. Wow. She'd been injured, and she came back on that one, and my favorite match that night was... Uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan versus Banks and Bailey. Even though I don't like the Banks and Bailey story, we've talked about that yeah. over and over again. Yeah. You know, whatever the match was good, and okay. Ruby Riot was there. I was super happy, so nice. that probably helped. Yeah, I wish I could have seen that. But other than <laughs> that, shame. yeah, other than that, and then the the Rousey uh, Alicia yeah. Fox thing that was that was about all from that Raw um, SmackDown thought, though. Ooh, yeah, uh, 
And you, we, we were just coming to the end of this whole tournament over the number one contenders who's going to go in to face the bludgeons. Yeah. And you were like basically saying, I'm nervous that this is going to outshine the actual payoff match itself. Yeah. I think you're right on about that. I mean, yeah. the finals of this tournament were something else. And it's, it's a matchup we've seen a, a lot yeah. over the years. Right. But, man, they just managed to make it compelling every single time with almost no gimmick. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like... They haven't just, gimmicked yeah. this particular rivalry. Like yeah. New Day Usos were gimmicked, and they did the the, the tour. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the bar and the New Day because they haven't really. They've been on different shows for a long time, yeah. and then since the bar has moved over to SmackDown, they haven't really been in a feud necessarily. They've had yeah. matches here and there, yeah. but it's not been that thing where they. That's one thing that like I've noticed, especially over this last few months, this this particular year of seeing like kind of talked about a little bit about feuds being stretched out or feuds being compacted and like the new day and the usos i think it worked because they put on phenomenal matches every time but when you compact like these matches over and over and over and over again in these this is how they the wwe books feuds is like they fight every single week mm-hmm. it like i don't yeah, know it, like a variance like one-on-one yeah, one matches yeah and, like it yeah. milks it and it, it Diminishing returns, I guess, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Well, it's because a lot of it's anticlimactic. They fifty-fifty yeah. book it, yeah. With the exception of, uh, you know, I've been only been reading about this, but <laughs> they did this with the revival and the B team. Like oh, yeah. they they went unorthodox with it. They they do an interesting thing apparently where they uh, the B team gets trounced in the one on ones, yeah. But they can totally make it work somehow. Pull that miracle in a tag match. That's we'll, at least yeah. something. That we'll, that's compelling. We'll get to that in a little bit because okay. I have a lot to say sure. about that. But, that you, whole thing, but, but yeah. usually they ninety nine out of a hundred times they always yeah. book a tag feud this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to say. But yeah, but the bar new day from that first week. What was it? The seventh, I think. Yes. Yeah, seventh SmackDown. That is a fantastic match. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a must watch. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, let's go ahead and call it match of the week. Absolutely. Yeah, and so. it's because like you said, it's not really. There's no gimmick to it. I like that SmackDown realizes. That they have such a good tag division that these, when they're deciding new number one contenders, it's not some storyline thing. It's not, oh, you have beef with this guy or, oh, whatever happened. It's, let's have a tournament. Yeah. Let's have some triple threat matches and the winners of these will wrestle again. So you get all these matches instead of just storyline that leads to the one-on-ones and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's just match, match, match. Okay, you guys won this time. You go for the titles. Let's start over again. And yeah. I love that. It's yeah. really good. It's it's old school, and yeah. that's you know a lot of the times that's the way it should be. You know. Yeah. I had a, a positive feeling about the the top ten ranking. And oh I, yeah. I, before I realized that it was just a storyline bullshit thing. Yeah. Like I thought they were actually going to bring that back. Yeah, I thought. I, was like, was, I thought I seemed to remember they said it was going to be like a regular thing. But, yeah, yeah. It, it might have. Maybe the fans didn't respond to it yeah. the way they wanted to. I don't know, but like that was going to be like NWA style. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm going to enjoy this because it's literally just going to be about yeah. rankings, and that's all I need, honestly. That and good wrestling. I yeah. mean, yeah, throwing the occasional storyline, but it has to really make sense and yeah. and. That's the thing is if you storyline and soap opera storyline it to death, then a really good one won't stick out. Like right. I feel like that's the case. Yeah, it is. And once again, just old school NWA brain. Yeah. You know, they only really made room for a couple of like stories. Yeah. Like a year. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. mean, that's and I think that's the way it should be. I don't know. I mean maybe they'd lose viewers doing that, but 
I don't know I'm, if they would. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Maybe not so much in SmackDown. I feel like uh, it couldn't hurt, especially. Yeah. Because all the dramas on Raw, we've talked about this all yeah. the time. You know, yeah, the wrestling yeah. show has continued to be SmackDown ever since its inception. Too, yeah. 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 Well, maybe not since its inception. They did have some valleys later on, like in yeah. the early aughts. Yeah. All the Al Wilson stuff. Let's. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. I know of, that's yeah. the one I always go to. Like, <laughs> there's some bad stuff in there, but yeah. there's not as definitely not as much as Raw. Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, it's got a few years on it, but yeah. not enough to be like where we just forgot about it being a wrestling show. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> but um, this was a week where. I mean, NXT didn't have that home run main event that they had, but they were setting up TakeOver, so they are definitely forgiven in the first week. Yeah, this felt like the... Because they had... We talked about on the last wrap-up, they had that run of, like, super great shows for the entire month, practically. Mm -hmm. I feel like this last show... This felt like the last show of that, like, block of tapings, and it was introducing... That was uh, Keith Lee's debut. Yeah. was, Was that one, which was fun. I mean, it was... And uh, what was it Marcel Bert Bertal? Bar- Barthel or yeah. Bartel? Yeah, I'm not Apparently, sure how to spell it. I mean, he got squashed, but he was it was his debut too. Apparently, yes. he is actually signed. He wasn't local talent. Yeah, Keith, Keith is on a uh, anti-European tour right now. He's <laughs> right. The, his first two opponents yeah. were like these like super Euro guys. I yeah. just kind of noticed that. But man, Keith said this before, but he's so fun to watch. The ultimate uh, tank. You know, with a Ferrari yeah. engine inside yeah. of him. I mean, he's, he's insane. Like, and great personality, too. Yeah. Like, I love that the fans responded with the, the um, Bask in His Glory chant. Yeah. yeah. I'm even excited. I, I'm Let's, okay, let's not use a, like a top shelf word, like excited. Right. But I am, uh, I'm definitely thinking that even a Keith Lee, Lars Sullivan match will actually be fun to watch. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Not super, like... <laughs> I mean, we're not yeah. excited about Lars Sullivan anything, yeah. but I feel like that could be a good match. It could be, yeah. Because you know, it's it's the big guy match, but Lee's also going to bring... He's going to add the agility and stuff to it and elevate it for sure. It could definitely show off how this is a new era for super heavyweights, and I'm, yeah. I'm all for it when yeah. it comes to things like that. Yeah. So, super heavyweights, I'm conflicted, you know, in the sense of, like, yeah. you should act like a super heavyweight. Yeah. But, you know, in some instances, you know, change it up a little bit. It can work, but yeah, I'm with you a lot of the time, too, yeah. yeah. And the 205 Live was, um, this is the show where Mustafa Ali started his, like, injury angle thing. It was, like, exhaustion, I think, is what yeah. he said it was. I mean, he's been pushing himself, yeah. like, physically to the moon the entire year. Yeah. And it's matches that we've talked about where it's like, okay, Mustafa Ali has had the most consistent matches where you actually truly believe that the three count is going down against him and it doesn't happen. He's the ultimate false finish man in the game right now. And it never feels cheap to me. It doesn't feel like, like I believe it, you know, because they've built that personality that way. It's a true story of a kid who wants to be a star and wants to win more than anything. And all the nicknames and all the little buzzwords they give him are absolutely justified yeah i truly believe and the more i see mustafa ali the more i think this is that he is the next seth rollins yeah. he has yeah. an it it and star factor to where people and, and even in the 205 cult the ones that stick around every week and they start chanting ali but you know he's not the only guy that's you know giving you breathtaking matches but he has that ability to pull the crowd in emotionally more than anybody on that on yeah. that roster. And that's saying something. With all the talent there, Ali is the guy, in my opinion, that will cross over 
and yeah. get 205 to whatever the next level they're going to be allowed to be yeah. at he will be the face of that of that whole division I after, agree. As, especially like lately you can tell he's working he he doesn't stop working because yeah. he's he's getting in better and better shape like he's had a little bit of time off and as he recently he stopped wearing the like the the sleeveless thing and he's you can tell he's getting bigger so he may like bulk out of the 205 weight class yeah. at some point like i know yeah. it's a work anyway they can have him like stay there for a while anyway they but, can do whatever they want yeah. yeah but still you can tell that i agree i agree because seth rollins isn't a big dude i mean he's no. big but he's not as big as a whole bunch of other guys yeah, they're probably not too far off yeah I don't think, they're probably you know. getting closer and closer and like you said i think he has all the factors and he has the ability to do what seth rollins not the same but that's that combination of Ray and Seth Rollins. Yeah, that combination of great matches plus you pull for this guy every single time. Yeah. I think it'll be just a matter of time before you hear an Ali chant right. in big arenas during big shows. Right. And if they can't see that, then I don't I don't know what to do. Yeah. But yeah. I mean this is I already got my vote for inspirational wrestler of the year. Alright. So yeah. still thinking about it. Okay. But yeah, I mean it's hard to disagree with that at this yeah. point. And this is this is also the Itami tour where he's just beating up guys and not yeah. pinning them and sure. just trying to beat respect into people or out of people. Yeah. And uh, did you happen to see the uh, Itami uh, Marafuji match? By the way. No. Yeah, I posted it on the Facebook. Yeah, so. I saw that, and I'm guilty of not watching no, either. But no. please go to Wrestling House Show Facebook yeah. and watch this match that Chris has posted. It's really good. It's thing. a really good match, and it's really cool. I love that WWE is allowing people to do stuff like that. Yeah, I was gonna say that was that thing that they're doing the trade with. Uh, yeah. I guess is it Noah? Yeah, pro wrestling Noah. Yeah. So can you imagine? Like, yeah. I mean, I realize that Noah is not New Japan at this point in yeah. Japan. But Noah's still a name. Yeah. And that's a big name. If I was in Japan and a Noah show was happening, I wouldn't hesitate to buy a ticket to Yeah, it. absolutely. So, so it's still a very, very good name. Don't ever discount that. Yeah. But like in the early 2000s, would you have ever seen this? No. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. And so. I've seen I've seen pictures of, because they did a tour recently, I think, and uh, Kairi Sane was with some of the women from Stardom. Like my favorite that I've talked about before on the show, Oedo mm. Tai, that faction that she was... Uh, pictured with them and like she she hates it. like it, like on the show because they're they're the bad guys sure. she was the ultimate good guy and uh but it was it was cool to see that very cool man yeah i'm anytime that happens i'm gonna try to follow all that stuff yeah. I, I i still need to watch uh i i don't know wait i guess i'd have to join that uh the streaming site for uh wwn uh, but velveteen dream worked yep. evolve over the last yeah. weekend yeah, two as matches of, yeah. as of this recording yeah. so and that's that's really neat because that's very unexpected because that's not the Velveteen Dream. Right. That's not his character. He's yeah. going to show up and heal them to death. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, I didn't even have to work here to become a star. Right. Like, that's his whole <laughs> thing. So, I'm, yeah. uh, more on the dream later. Yeah. But you want to move on to week two? Sure. All right. So, my favorite match from Raw, I bet you didn't see. It was the Deleters of Worlds versus the B Team. No, I actually did see it. Oh, and the B Team got on Hulu? Yeah, well, I think what happened was, because obviously the company turns in the notes of what they want on yeah. the Hulu feed, yeah. and I think they were just, out of respect to Matt Hardy, yeah. uh, that being his last match for the foreseeable future, yeah. I think that that's why it was on there. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. thank you, Matt Hardy, and thank you for all, if this is it, thank you for all that you've done. Yeah. Uh, he owes us nothing. Yeah. Uh, 
selfishly, I'd like to see him come back as a manager at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Rebuild yeah. a broken universe, yeah. and uh, I think that could definitely be a thing, yeah. with or without Jeff. Yeah. Like, something could happen here. Yeah. But that's how I feel. Give him some time off. Let him heal up. Let him uh, raise the kid a bit more. I think it'll be all good. Yeah. I saw uh, he did a question and answer thing on YouTube, but we're, I think it was this past week, actually, as of mm-hmm. this recording. But he didn't address any, like, injury yeah. things. It was just, like, general questions. He yeah. told his favorite sandwich is a Reuben, by the way, if you were yeah. ever curious about oh, that. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he did talk a little bit about, like, the broken gimmick and the woken gimmick and was talking about the behind-the-scenes stuff a little bit here and there. So it was kind of interesting. Okay. Um, but, yeah, because so, like, the B team recently, I guess, they've had better matches. Because I've talked before about how I was getting kind of tired of the B team. Right. Um, I was instantly tired of their theme song. <laughs> and I was like, I, I haven't even it. seen them. Yeah. But, because <laughs> like... it's, at a certain point, when you have all of these lucky win scenarios over and over and over again, it it's it wears on me. And I, I don't buy it after the second or third one. I'm like, okay, like, I get it, but... It's kind of yeah. dumb. But this one with the against Matt and Bray, it was actually smart. So like Curtis Action was actually smart. He picked his spot. He got in at the exact right time and got the win. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, so I actually like that's why I picked it for my favorite time, right? Yeah, because in the other one I saw, I mean, literally like that pre-show match that they had on you know before the pay-per-view. Yeah. It was like, oh, I slipped on a banana peel and yeah, I won. Exactly. Like and that's how they're winning right yeah, there, right? Yeah, all the time up until up until like this match probably. Hmm. And um, they actually started losing after this a little bit too to the revival. So, but in, in singles matches and non-title matches, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> when, when it counts, you know. But uh, on this, I didn't really remember a lot about this RAW when I was trying to go back to make some notes yeah. for it. I mean, there's only one huge thing of note. Obviously, was, was Dean Ambrose returning? Yeah. yeah. He, I thought it was Triple H at first when he came out. <laughs> Everybody's like, been yeah. saying that. This was the the whole idea of this return was to him to not wrestle in a shirt anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my theory on it because yeah, I mean he's he's massively jacked now yeah. versus then, what he was. You know? Right. Yeah. He's a lot bigger and jumping forward a little bit. Like he has. It looks like he's modified his style a bit. He's yeah. more of a power guy. It looks like at this point. Not that he yeah. wasn't before, but. It seems like more so, which, I mean, that's fine. I'm going to play the wait-and-see card on it, because I liked the idea of him being a Terry Funk. You know, obviously there's some of the mannerisms there, but, like, Terry was never the guy that was in the best shape. Yeah. He was just a good wrestler, and he was very cunning. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to be the biggest guy in the world to do that. Right. You know. Yeah. And the only... I wanted to say something about Bobby Roode, because I feel like Bobby Roode deserves better. Like, on this show that we're talking about in particular, he wrestled uh, Mojo oh. Rawley. Like, oh, did he? Again, you didn't see it. No, of course yeah. not. I, I, you know, I kind of, sometimes I forget that Bobby Roode's even on the roster yeah. because of things like this. He has probably become Mr. Hulu at this point. Yeah. It's sort of like whenever Raven was King of Sunday Night Heat. Right. Like, I yeah. feel like Bobby is like the anti-King of Hulu now. <laughs> right. I don't know. That's just, that. That's it makes sense in my head. Yeah. But what I'm getting at, obviously, we need to turn Bobby Roode heel stat. Yeah. Like, as bad as The Miz needed to go heel when he was a babyface. Yeah. They, I hope they do it. I think what I kind of want to talk about, it'll have to happen on next month's show because I think it was the first week of September. Which I saw, but they have him teamed up with another partner, and I really hope it falls apart really quickly, because I like both of these guys, okay. and I want to see them feud, and I want Bobby to go super heel on him. Okay. But we'll see if that happens, we'll save that for the next episode, because that's, right. that's a September thing. 
Um, and I don't even know who that is right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I don't really have much more to say about Raw nah. on SmackDown. New Day, of course, again uh, another tag match. Surprise, surprise was my favorite of the night. It was New Day Insanity. Yeah, of course. I mean, and they have they have they just seem to have instantly great chemistry together. Yeah. You know, obviously that's a testament to all of their talent. Yeah. But I was just glad that they were able to mesh as well as they did. Yeah. And uh, I was, I think we were all publicly hoping that too, just because it's a three on three thing and we could have a bunch of interesting matches, have a big six man match. Like I said, one of my favorite matches of the last 10 years is that, that shield and the Wyatt's at full strength. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so good. And I think New Day Sanity has definitely, I was hoping they had something built up properly to even get like a, a Sanity New day three on three in the hell in a cell, yeah, but just didn't happen this yeah, year, yeah, maybe next cool. year, yeah. but I would love to see that. I mean, there's so much potential there, yeah, and you know, I guess we were talking about to see the way the way it's going if you're gonna like split them up and do the undisputed era thing in the sense of one guy goes after a singles title and other two guys go after the tag title, yeah. it's probably gonna be Eric and and Wolf, and then Killian's gonna be the singles title guys, yeah, just, it seems that way, yeah, or you know freebird it. Yeah, it's obviously a thing now yeah. again, which I love. Can you freebird a singles title? No, not a singles title, okay. but no. Like, but you I'm, know. I'm saying, like, could you do that? No, not at oh, all. Okay. They wouldn't stand for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Hayes is in the back, like, yep, <laughs> started that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only time I've seen that happen is, do you remember? Uh, this is back. This isn't a classic match of the week, but it's definitely a classic reference of the week. Mm. Uh, the uh, the Owen Hart Triple H European title uh, injury angle feud thing. Yeah, I they kept, the feud kept yeah. trading off injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Goldust dressed up as oh, Hunter. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> he cosplayed as Hunter him, yeah. with a big, huge witch nose. Yeah, and uh, lost the title to Owen Hart. Yeah, but I think they actually didn't let it stand. Oh, really? I don't remember them. It was like a week later, yeah. so they kind of Dusty finished it, and then a week later they kind of. Yeah. I'm not sure even how that worked. I think. Oh yeah, no, no. no. I think what happened was they they let Owen keep the title actually because Slaughter ruled against him. He's mm. like, "That's the one you sent out there, so it stands." But then uh, Hunter got it back real shitty by like just having almost a non match with Owen while he was still in a cast and uh, yeah. So that just made me think of that right off the yeah. bat. So yay wrestling. <laughs> yeah, SmackDown just blew away Raw once again. I mean, um, I stopped counting the streak years ago. Right. But it's just the better show, especially if you're a wrestling fan like we are, or snobs, or however you want to put it. <laughs> but SmackDown is always the place to be. If you have to pick one, always pick SmackDown. It's, yeah, and I think a lot of times when I'm watching Raw, one thing that I've noticed is the opening segment definitely sets the mood for me. And the opening segment of Raw, whenever they come, they don't do the, they don't ever do the, like, music intro anymore. It's just straight to the ring. I don't even know what the theme song yeah, is right now. That was always my thing. Yeah. Like. But the, the first music you hear almost every single week on Raw <laughs> is either Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman, but it's usually <laughs> Roman Reigns. Yeah. And man, it makes me so unwilling to have any fun for, like, the. that's why I have to watch Raw in segments. When the Miz's music starts on SmackDown, I feel kind of the same way because I <laughs> I like the Miz sort of at times. But it's gonna be a self serving twenty minute. Yeah, promo. but when it's one of one of his promos, I'm like, no, I'm out. I'm gonna go get some something to drink or something. <laughs> but other than that, it's, it's so always... it does become SmackDown. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Yes, so you. shout out to Randy Brown yeah. there. <laughs> but otherwise, like almost anyone else on that show, I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm ready to I'm ready to do this. Yeah. Um. You want to talk briefly about the uh, the 
the subtle rise of Andreas Sionamis. Sure. I mean, I think he's on a good path here. They yeah. they didn't push him to the moon right off the bat. Yeah. They literally gave him Sankara, first yeah, of all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it allowed him to have a series of good, like super dominant matches. But I also like. I actually think that that was kind of cool because whoever thought about that actually was doing their job yeah. from a creative standpoint because of the background that Andrea comes from. Yeah. Like being disrespectful to you know like that guy. Yeah. And even if they're playing off the fact that he was actually probably more friends with the original Sinkara. Well, yeah. It's like, it's not Mystico. But we're not supposed yeah. to know this. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. In storyline, this is still sure. the original Sinkara, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, like, him blowing him off and like that, that's a big sin. Like, especially in lucha culture and yeah. old school lucha culture, man, that is, like, being the biggest shithead. Yeah. And I like the fact that even if they were just trying to get that particular demographic. Yeah. Like, they totally succeeded right off the bat. If you didn't know anything about Almas before and you didn't watch him on NXT, and shame on you if you didn't, mm. this is this was good establishment. And I always try to watch these particular, uh, you know, promotions with those kind of eyes. Yeah. Like, because if you knew nothing about them, and that's the way you have to almost kind of treat it, because they don't really... It's like a tree fall in the woods thing. Yeah. Uh, because they will mention... That they are a former NXT world champion. Yeah. But they will not mention anything else that they did, per yeah. se. Like, wow, Almas had one of the greatest matches of the whole year with Johnny Gargano. Yeah. They're not going to say that on SmackDown. Yeah. They're not going to say that on Raw for whoever that is. They're just going to let them be. They're going right. to let them come in with their one little accomplishment that you can look up on Wikipedia. Right. And then let them figure out how to swim. Right. A lot of the times it's that way. So I really like the slow burn they're doing with Almas, and they've already he's already wrestled Daniel and AJ in losing matches, yeah. but man, those are the matches you want to have in your rookie year on television. Absolutely, yeah, and they're they're continuing the thing with Daniel Bryan because they're they're building up Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. So when they've gotten Zelina Vega to wrestle a lot more now that they're yeah. both on the main roster, yeah. and so it's more of a partnership rather than like a manager client kind of deal which i'm cool with yeah and that's good fodder to have you know to the build up to yeah. you know this mixed tag match that yeah we're gonna have. and that feels like that's why they're doing this yeah. so and you know he's gonna they're gonna come out on the losing end of that too because it's daniel bryan and brie bella yeah but they're still gonna have they're gonna it's gonna be brian and almost in the ring together which can only help him yeah. elevate him oh fun fact about zelina vega i found out yesterday because i was looking up some stuff about her and they were talking about it was it was september 11th yesterday as of this recording um if you haven't seen her sit down with renee young you should definitely watch that i actually saw her do a similar thing when she was in impact Mm. they talked about this and i was always wondering if they were going to go there with her but they did which kind of surprises me because i mean they definitely do a hey this is real life and they they they're like here's the lie in the sand so when they do content for their website like you just have to make it like okay it doesn't matter if you like her hate this person so i mean going there already with her and she's not a baby face yet i thought that was really interesting that they chose to do it this time but hey Mm -hmm. whatever i'm not gonna fault her for wanting to talk about it as long as she's not forced to talk about it sure so that being said i found out a really cool neat positive thing about zelina vega she apparently is related i guess as cousins Mm -hmm. uh to both the maximo brothers oh really and amazing red Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's like, cool. That's according to Wikipedia. Now, yeah. that's as far as I went with yeah. it. But if that's true, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And all those people are still active as far as I know. I'd love to see maybe yeah. some of these guys coming in and get a shot. That'd be cool. What a faction that would be. Think about that. Almost yeah. the Maximo's and Amazing Red. Yeah. 
you know, and you can have a heel lucha slash cruiserweight baby like a guy that like red used to look like the biggest baby face he was yeah. like ray jr jr yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like like if you go back go on the network and watch uh x Pac one two three kid as the lightning kid yeah. in global and this is how you can have a high flying heel hmm. watch his stuff bring in amazing red make him be that guy <laughs> he could be a high flying almas. Yeah. Like this would be so cool. This is my fantasy booking, That'd be cool. but uh bring a, a branch of Los Ingobernables into WWE. Yeah, man. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. There's a little sidebar for you. <laughs> but um yeah. I just get so much more positively amped up talking about SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, I'm, as almost as much as two oh five and NXT. I'm just super happy that Almas is doing well, like on SmackDown because I was I'm always worried. Yeah, like, of course. We've seen Bailey. We just talked about Bobby Roode <laughs> yeah, and, and Bailey Roode. <laughs> and um, Bo Dallas. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> that's a... um, took yeah. Big E a long time to to get to where he is. So. Yeah, and he's not where he probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I have no doubt that he loves his brothers in the new yeah. day, but I don't think that's where he saw it going. Yeah, yeah. that's also kind of you know, eh, yeah. yeah. So was that the best match of the week? Going back to the New Day Sanity thing, or did uh, maybe Two Hundred Five or NXT outdo it? I think later on that night, Two Hundred Five Live probably outdid it. Um, I know you were talking about Leo Rush and Akira Tozawa. I believe on the last show, or either we were talking about it before the show. But yeah, they've had a series of really good matches, and I think Leo Rush versus Akira Tozawa, whichever match this was, I don't remember the number. This was the uh, latest of yeah. their two matches, yeah. like as far as their two like long matches. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was match of the week. It was it was really good. I think. Yeah, Leo Rush is my guy. He's yeah. <laughs> he is a he's an instant star, and I, I felt bad that Akira lost the match because this was such a great back and forth yeah. match. It is one of those, and you know, my one of my cliches. I hate that there had to be a loser in it. But this was so fun to watch. I'm glad Leo won, but I'm I'm so glad that there's that drama that you're not quite sure. That was the thing, is because the first time they wrestled and had an actual full match, every, I knew Leo Rush was going to win because yeah. he's a new guy. He, he he deserved it, you know. Yeah. But this time there was the mystery, and that's why I think I like this match more. Um, even if they were comparable as far as the action in the ring, uh, the drama of can Tozawa actually do it this time? And I believe that he could, because mm-hmm. I don't think it would have hurt Leo Rush, but I wasn't surprised that Leo Rush won at the same time, but it made me pay more attention to like every three count and every move they did. Because yeah. I was, because I was, I was pulling for Tozawa. Tozawa has always been my guy. So yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. Nice guy too. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we met him. With him yeah. 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 We met him way back in the Dragon Gate USA days. Yeah. So yeah, super cool. But uh, yeah, but the, also to be fair, I met Leo Rush and he was very nice to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, the fact that he was nice to me at all, like even yeah. remotely nice, was, I mean, good for you, dude, because I just saw him like wrestle for forty five minutes, right? So and that was like ten minutes after it was yeah. over. So it was like when I met Zack Saber Junior. and he had just wrestled. And he was like <laughs> this biggest jerk on, the, on all of his like promos and everything. Sure. But then when you meet him, he's like, oh yeah, nice, nice to meet you. Like, seems cool seems guy. fairly humble. I yeah. Like, yeah. Recently, um. I know I told you this off air, but I just want to point out recently, Daniel Bryan was asked uh, in some interview, like, who do you like right now? Let's say non-WWE guy. And yeah. he's and he was like saying, I still thought even all this time when I was in WWE that no one had really outdone me on the indie circuit. And we're talking about indie guys specifically. Mm. 
but he has completely put over Zack Sabre Jr. as a guy who has become that guy uh-huh. and maybe even outdone himself uh-huh. um, in a sense. So, like, he Daniel loves Zack Sabre Jr. That's so awesome. the world should love Zack Sabre Jr. at this yeah. point. And love him while you can, because who knows? Yeah. Every day could be the last day. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the way he works. I hate to say it that way, but yeah. we talked about his style, and it's just like, yeah. it's 100 miles every day. So enjoy him while you can. That's all I'm going to say. I wish him they, the longest career. Yeah. I wish him this really neat second half of his career where he completely changes styles. I see it like Muda a lot. Yeah. I, I, I definitely see him like what Muda did when he was a great Muda into Keiji Muda becoming a, instead of a, uh, let's say, a high-flying guy into more of a grounded Steve Austin type yeah. guy. I think he can maybe pull that off in the future. I think so. It um, seems like a natural progression. Yeah. You get older, you're well, except for Ray, like you get bigger. <laughs> like Ray is always Ray got smaller and leaner and he's fat like I don't yeah. know, it's weird. He's like the old Ray again. Yeah. yeah. But most guys get bigger and you I mean you adjust your style to how you your body works and yeah. But you know, we'll see. Yeah. I would love it if whenever Daniel Bryan is ready to finally retire if WWE allowed him to do like a indie tour or something, you know. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be something else. So yeah. we definitely have a wish list right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, even the main event on 205 was great, Cedric and Jack Gallagher. But yeah, yeah. Leo Rush Akira stole the show, I think. And I can't remember the last time an opening match in 205 stole it. It's always yeah. the main event. It's usually, yeah, because we've talked about how they're, they do have a format for sure. Yeah. And the main event is usually the main event for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think this was, too. I mean, Alexander's the champ, so, sure. yeah, he deserves it. And it was a great match. But yeah. I, I do agree that, like, Leo Rush Nikotozawa was the more fun match. And it had the bigger weight to it, I think. Um, even though it was the champ, it was he was just he was wrestling Gallagher, which was kind of a, not a warm-up match, but it was kind of like that last dig before the pay-per-view kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Whereas Leo Rush and Tozawa was kind of a blow off for their feud. Yeah, and uh, moving over to NXT, I mean, we, I mean, definitely a Tyler Bate Roderick Strong main event yeah. is is going to be awesome. It's yeah. going to be shit hot, and yeah. it's still not the match of the week, but it's super good. Yeah. And I recommend people checking it out. I was actually as much as I'm really enjoying the uh, heel run of the Mighty. Uh, we, uh, I don't think we talked about them in the longest time, not if we really. have at all. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like they almost kind of are mirroring Kaz and Daniels a lot in some of their mannerisms now and even the way that they're acting. It's like the yeah. early version of Kaz and Daniels yeah. teaming up. But maybe that's just what you do when you're like, you know, these good looking guys and you go baby face and you just try yeah. to act like jerks. Right. You know? Yeah. Kind of sophomore type stuff. You start cheating more. But, you know, I had complained earlier this year about how bad the Street Profits were looking in NXT yeah. and how their stock had just fallen. But uh, I was really enjoying this little mini feud here of the Street Profits yeah. and the Mighty. Street Profit has actually got a big win over him yeah. at the beginning of that NXT show, so I didn't want to let that one go. Was that the win where Montez Ford and like had a handful of tights to get the win? Uh, yes, yeah, yes, it was because <laughs> I liked I liked how much uh, Percy and Nigel have kind of become in sync as being the two color guys. Yeah, and then it's like he's got the tights. No, he's got the tights, yeah. <laughs> and they're both complaining. But if we yeah. a few seconds of each other, yeah. and one of them won, so just let, that that was really one of my favorite calls of the month. I, I kind of yeah. giggled when that happened. Yeah. So yeah, I think they have they have a good rapport at this point. Like they, it, it kind of the more old school like Jesse Gorilla kind of thing. Because Nigel is 
he doesn't make sense on a lot of he makes sense a lot of the time yeah but a lot of his heel support is like he'll get called out on it and he'll just explain it away yeah it seems a little forced yeah because as much he hates on the lucha house party so much yeah Yeah. he'll always turn around and give it up for him yeah so it's just like ah yeah like commit a little bit i mean i don't i don't know i don't know how to feel about all that i love nigel so much but the other thing, I just love hearing him talk down to Percy yeah. because it just reminds me of Black Adder all the time. <laughs> so a guy with a British accent talking right. down to a guy named Percy right. is just kind of in my wheelhouse of comedy anyway. Nice. So I enjoy it. Nice. <laughs> just on that surface. <laughs> so since we're talking about NXT, this leads up to SummerSlam weekend. And of course, that means TakeOver. Yeah, man. I mean, at this point, looking forward to a TakeOver is pretty automatic. Yeah. Uh, I make more of a point to make sure I'm home to watch TakeOver live than I am like SummerSlam or yeah. the WWE, the main roster pay-per-view. Or at least the same night. Yeah. I mean, if you could stay off of social media for yeah. a few hours and just watch it, even if it's on a couple hours delay, I mean, it's it's just like you're watching it live. I mean, people, I've, I've known a handful of people, there are people that will hear this and think I'm calling them out singly, but it's not, it's not just you, this one person. I know a handful of people that I talk to, whether it's online or in real yeah. life. And if they don't see it that night, they just go ahead and read the results. And I'm just like, don't do that. Like, yeah, that's not that. how to live your wrestling fandom. <laughs> because, I mean, like, yeah, you might run into a spoiler. Okay, yeah. you run that risk every time you dial up Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Dial up. How old am I? <laughs> yeah, I'm damn near 40. Okay. However, when you look up your, your 28-8 modem. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, but the thing is, like, don't go out of your way if you haven't seen it. If you're if, if it's going to be a day or two, like, try. Like, there's plenty of distractions out yeah. there. When when I'm, like, if I'm a day behind on any pay-per-view, whether it's Big Four or not, yeah. I just delve into something else. I, I listen to more records. I, yeah. I, you know, play a video game. Something <laughs> right. to distract myself to stay off of Facebook or something. And it works out pretty well, usually, in my favor. On the average, I'll get a match spoiler. Yeah. And that's on me because, you know, you just run into it. Yeah. You know. And, um, but man, just try. Just try, you know. <laughs> Make like an effort, yeah. Yeah, because, like, I feel like, I mean, that's going to hurt your enjoyment of the show automatically yeah. because, uh, for instance, um, Nola, she got the um, Adam Cole Ricochet match spoiled oh, wow. that night and she was so mad. Like, yeah. she was so sad about that because... Yeah. I'm watching this match. I'm just like, oh my god! Yeah. And she's not reacting. I'm like, what's wrong? But she always tells me after the bell, like that's the one I got spoiled. I'm like, yeah. oh. And she's so cool not to ruin my enjoyment of it because yeah. if I even know that, I'm just like, oh, yeah. you know. But like, man, can you imagine getting that spoiled yeah. in advance? Horrible, just awful. I mean, I'd still enjoy the match because it was so good. But yeah, mm-hmm. like once it gets towards the end, you're just waiting for that. You know which way it's gonna go, so yeah. you know. All those near falls don't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Only half of the near falls matter. Right. And that that happened to me with um, that indie show that we may talk about later. I got one of those matches spoiled just because of like title changes are hard not to get spoiled. Like you completely have to stay away because people just post it immediately. Yeah. Like even because it was actually spoiled by Jr. Like I follow Jim Ross's blog and yeah, he he posted a picture of it. I couldn't even even if I was just skimming over the feed, it was just a picture. Mm-hmm. God, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. This is the thing of that DVD. This is this is even like okay. 
I'm sure that most people, especially in WWE, if they're buying the DVD of the pay-per-view. Yeah. And I remember like 10 oh, years yeah. ago, it was the one where it was John Cena's big comeback from his like first oh, big yeah. neck surgery. Yeah. And the cover of the DVD has him holding up the title. Yeah. He was the challenger going into the show. Yeah. So you have the finish of the show on the cover of your right. DVD. Like, why? Why are you doing this? And what happened to good DVD graphics? No, right. Like, what happened to cool covers with the card on it? Yeah. Like, that is, like... Make it look like a poster, like yeah. a match listing poster kind of yeah. thing or something. I don't know. Go look up old wrestling cards. Yeah. I'm not saying do that every time, but have some sort of version of it. Yeah. Even if it's those dumb character versions from the late 80s that they used to do. Like on the Coliseum video, that's something at least. Have you seen the poster for Hell in a Cell? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, well, you just hit my asterisk on when it's not great sometimes. <laughs> Man. Oh my goodness. We can talk about that next month. Do so. we? <laughs> the So, take over. You want to just go through the match? There's only five matches. Yeah. Just There's only a little bit about them. Only one nine title match, too. But, yeah, yeah. And once again, kicking off with a tag title match, I believe, yeah. at least for the second time in a row. It's yeah. Almost like yeah. every time at this yeah. point. But, man, going in, it's like, okay, how are we going to top this? Yeah. It was, I really enjoyed that this used the match where the Undisputed Era won the titles back from Mustache Mountain. Like, the stuff that happened in that match was revisited in this match. So it was building off of that to add the drama to this match. I thought that yeah. was, I love that. But yeah, I mean, we, we talked about on the last month wrap-up yeah. how much that s- title switch match yeah. at Full sale was so good. had all the drama. So this had all the great makings of... Um, it's it's more of the drama with revenge tacked yeah. onto it. So yeah. it's got everything you need in a rivalry. But you also have that, oh man, and all these guys are great wrestlers. Yeah. And this is going to be so good. And it's a classic tag title match. From the word go, for the bell even rings, yeah. is like the, I, you just know it's going to be great. And they switched the thing this time. It was bait that got in trouble, and Seven was debating whether throwing in the towel in this yeah. one. And yeah, yeah, it was cute. Yeah, yeah. I, I dug that. You know, yeah. Um, it was a little bit more story than they usually have in like undisputed era matches in Mustache Mountain. It's usually just like action and stuff. But I, I appreciate it. I thought it was. A, Excellent match. All the matches on this show were great. So. Yeah. And and kind of uh, within the same realm here, these people had just seen two really good wrestling matches beforehand. Because, you know, they got the they got the Bianca Belair match versus oh, Deanna yeah. Parazzo, and then Pete Dunne just defended the title against Zach Gibson. Yeah. I mean, so you're already, like, wrestled up. Yeah. So you're in the proper warm-up, like, overly warmed up. So the crowd yeah. was Super hot for this, yeah. and I love that. But they weren't so hot that they kept chanting the names over and over and over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. Brooklyn, you did a great job. Right. They've really almost come up to Chicago status yeah. at this point. I think they might it might be neck and neck at this point as far as like the best emotional crowds for a super card yeah. that you could possibly have in the United States right now. So not I have no horse uh, in the race here as far as Chicago versus Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I know more people from the New York area, but I love seeing big shows in those two cities. Yeah. So it's just all the makings of a classic, and that that six man factor. Yeah. As long as it wasn't shitty, it was going to be totally fine. If anything, it was going to elevate it. Yep. And that's what a good crowd should do. Absolutely. <laughs> You have a job, crowd. You do <laughs> yeah. have a job. Yeah, they are part of the show, but they shouldn't make themselves the show. Exactly. You yeah. raise the stock of the match. Don't try to get yourself over. Right. 
Uh, next matchup was Velveteen Dream and EC3, which I liked. It was yeah. it was it was good. So I figured out how they handle Velveteen Dream at mm. at the Performance Center at this point. Obviously, they don't have to hold his hand so much as wrestling ability, yeah. but. Right now, we're we're in a stage where he could be called up any time, and obviously, even he realizes that or he wants it. Well, it set it on his butt yeah. in the match, so yeah. But I think I almost feel like this is definitely a, either a hunter or regal pet project in the sense of every month they hand him a new set of series of matches of one individual, right. and you and. I think the Hogan thing was just for the goof. You know, yeah. obviously, he's not going to wrestle like Hogan that yeah. night. But did you notice all the different Rick Rude mannerisms in the moves that he actually pulled off? Yeah, I guess so. I didn't really until you said something about it. Yeah, it's not enough just to do the Rude Awakening. He did it exactly the way that Rude would do it. And he even covered in the forearm cover face the same way, the same flex move. I think he even attempted a couple of different uh, of the secondary moves, knee drop from the top rope, stuff like that. So he really embraced going full Rick Rude in this match. And I really, those are those little bitty things that some some people won't catch. Yeah. Maybe even most people, yeah. I guess I'll venture to say, but so appreciated. Yeah. He is in the top five most entertaining wrestlers in the world, I think, as far as like every time he comes out there, as far as like that's sports entertainment. You yeah. know I say that yeah. only on certain things where I'm like, that is sports entertainment in the full package. Right. Because... There's a lot of great wrestlers out there. Yeah. But he is in the top five sports entertainers in the world right now. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. So I mean only a matter of time. I think it's one of those things they but I think I feel like they're even scared about calling him up just to not screw it up. Yeah. I mean but there's just been no good window for him to win the world title in NXT. Right. Yeah. I mean they may have to just say no because Obviously, this doesn't seem like a make-or-break thing. It's, right. it's it's nice to win the NXT world title, but it doesn't seem to be paramount now, does it? No. Elias being a great example of this. Yeah. If they can get Velveteen up to where Elias is at this point, I feel like that's a layup. I mean, yeah. like that should happen almost automatically. It right. won't, but I have high hopes in that sense that like you can at least get to that point. Elias didn't do shit in NXT. <laughs> no. He... He developed the character, and that was about it. Yeah. Didn't even win a whole lot of matches either. Yeah, I don't He's remember not... him wrestling a whole lot yeah. of matches either. I don't see him wrestle a whole lot now. That, that's true. <laughs> so, but it works. Yeah. And I'm invested. I bought a goddamn t-shirt, <laughs> and that should be enough for The Office. Did you buy the album? Not yet, but I actually, I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and commit to that, because right. I do buy real physical product, yeah. because if I buy it, I appreciate it more. Yeah. And this thing is going to need all the appreciation on the front end, I feel. <laughs> right. so. Well, hey, I bought the Jillian Hall Christmas album. So. Not the physical, though. I bought the, the digital version. Thank you for not burning me a copy of that uh, uh, back when it came out. Yeah, no worries. And next up, of course, we talked about it a little bit. Ricochet and Adam Cole. Such a great match. Oh, man. I mean... I was almost nervous that it wasn't going to be as great yeah. as you have it built up in your head. Yeah. And Adam Cole's been a bridesmaid in a sense of, uh, well, I mean, like in other big, big, big matches that are one-on-one. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the greatest track record, not even as champion, uh, in the sense of, you know, he got he got beat in a non-title match. Oh, I get what you're saying. Stuff like that yeah. in the tag match. Yeah. Part of that whole thing. Um, you know, he won the ladder match, but it seems like ever since he won the ladder match, they kind of been... 
they've kind of been putting him forward as the cowardly heel champion. He's not the coward that Ricochet calls him out to be. Yeah. But in the sense of if you're going to run with the gang, you do have to eat that kind of shit. Yeah. So I was just, uh, you know, even if Ricochet was going to beat him, I was hoping, okay, this needs to be another show stealer. This still when Adam Cole goes out, he needs to steal the show every time. There's a lot of guys in there. I mean, you've already, like, you're in the back and you're like, God, Johnny and Chopper are going to go out there and kill it. The tag title match just killed it. Velveteen and EC3 had a super solid match uh, full of some unpredictability on top of that. Yeah. And I got to go out there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're just both so good that they're like, we got this. I feel, yeah, I kind of feel like maybe. There's always that pressure, especially on NXT because it's so concentrated it's the best of the best Mm -hmm. and the show isn't as long as other shows so it's all compacted into like these really amazing i mean they still give them a lot of time for the the matches the average of a takeover is just under two and a half hours yeah but there's no filler i wouldn't call it even filler so much on the main roster but there's there's no like downtime matches it's just 100 miles an hour straight ahead as soon as the yeah. the the graph opening graphics are over and, and they're consistently the best shows of the year huh i wonder <laughs> right wonder why the other pay-per-views aren't but like, i feel like cole and ricochet are both like supremely confident not arrogant necessarily but yeah. confident that they know exactly what to do and i think that's evident with cole cuz he's every time he's in the ring it's he's we've talked about it he always He's one of those guys that adapts to his opponents to make them both look as great as they possibly can. Yeah. And Ricochet is just one of those guys that has uncanny like physical abilities to do whatever he wants, apparently. you know. Yeah. I mean, definitely one of the very few people that defies physics over the years. I've yeah. only seen it a handful of times in my fandom. Yeah. I think the last time I really thought about it was like Dragon Kid. Yeah. That's how long it's uh, been. Yeah, like yeah. until I saw Ricochet, and the first time I saw him was live. Oh, really? That's the that's was it the, the thing. one of the WrestleMania weekend shows. Yeah, or, that, yeah. that that uh, that evolved show oh, okay. against Zack Saber Junior. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> I mean, actually, honestly, that was the first time I saw both of them. So yeah. I mean, like, my fandom is uh, it's it's it was like set really high from the get go, right. and thankfully they've never let me down since yeah. then. That's just how good they both are. I feel like for me the the move of the night was the super kick that Adam Cole did when Ricochet was upside down in the air. Yeah, that was that was something else. Yeah, I mean that is rolling the dice because, yeah. I mean you could think about doing that move all year, yeah. and until it's happening, you don't know yeah. how it's gonna pull off if you're just gonna miss. Yeah, I mean there's so much that could go wrong with that move. Yeah, but the stars lined up and it totally worked. Because you can't even. You can't even fix that with like camera angles no. or anything because no. it's just a dude's head and your foot, and you have to get those really, really, really close. Yeah, and he did it. It was amazing. Yeah. And I mean, of course, there was so much other in that match as well. I think. Yeah, yeah I love it. That's I'm calling it right now. Match of the night. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For I, it's hard to argue because I don't know. It, it only because. I think it's because it's a fresh matchup that we hadn't seen yet yeah. versus uh, this match that we had seen a few other times. And that's not disparaging to the tag title match or the NXT World yeah. title match in any way. We had seen him before, so not that we knew what to expect, right. but just because I think almost on principle it's like, okay, first time I saw that, 
And it was great from the yeah. word go. Yeah. Yeah. I think on principle, that has to be match of the night. Yeah. So if I just have to justify it more, I don't know why I have to, but <laughs> that's, that's what my brain's telling me. So, right. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man, I mean, you know, and yes, we obviously get into some spoilers here on the thing, but I think yeah. this particular match, I think the next two matches, especially on takeover, we have to talk about the finish. Yeah. So you are warned, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I didn't see you. You said that you saw the like the, the Schrodinger's gun or whatever in the Gargano Champa match, but I'm going Check into gun. what's that? Checkout's gun. Oh, thank you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I see. I, I I didn't go to film school. Okay. <laughs> so, but Schrodinger's a cat. That's right. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah thank that's, you. That's the physics thing. Okay. So you know where I was. You yeah, know, yeah, I was trying yeah. to get anyway. But uh, but in the in the Sane Baszler match, I didn't see any of that going. I I, I couldn't. There's no way I could have booked that match. Yeah. In a sense, I was rooting for Kyrie because this is one of those great classic, you are never cheering for the heel. Yeah. You're always rooting for the baby face. Yeah. And we've constantly talked about that's why Baszler is going to totally be great. Yeah. She's only going to get better and yeah. it's going to be fun to follow all of her feuds because she will be universally hated. Yeah. I never see her going babyface. I hope they never do it. I, I hope that the only yeah. time that they gang up if the four horse women yeah. work out that it just needs to be a default thing. And then once they're not doing it, it's still right. like, I am still an asshole. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like it just kind of has to be that way. Yeah. And I think everybody would be cool with that. Yeah. But, um, I liked, I loved everything about the women's buildup, like, mm-hmm. like the buildup to the match, the match that Kyrie had, uh, on the NXT before with Baszler watching her at the table. Yeah. It was just a really cool build. And they didn't give him like a ton of screen time to do this stuff, but at least they gave him some vignettes and promos to do. Yeah. And that's the thing is they kept them apart a lot. This was their third match against yeah. each other. And they really, I don't think they did any like tag things that they usually do to build up these things. Yeah, exactly. They, they haven't done that at all. I don't think with any of the mm-hmm. women, like they just don't seem to do that. Yeah. Which I'm perfectly okay with. Like, Looking at it from, like, uh, being a fan of New Japan and watching them, like, they keep... They do tag matches and stuff, but they keep the one-on-one matches... They don't do them. Like, if you have an opponent coming up, like, you don't fight them one-on-one. You don't get this decision. And that's a little bit of kind of what they were doing with Sane and Baszler. And I like that it was their third match in, like, almost a year. Exactly. And it was spread out over... So, it was spread out far enough to where both women had changed substantially from the end of the May Young, the first May Young classic yeah. to this match, they Baszler especially had grown a lot. Yeah, all the talking points that she had going into this. Yeah. Super convincing. Yeah. Because you know why? Because she's proven that what she was saying and everything she said was the truth. Yeah. She was speaking the truth and then it's like all her accolades, she's not lying to us. So when she says something that could be construed as an opinion, yeah. like, I am a shell of the woman that I was in the Mayon Classic final. Yeah. Whether she was or not, the fact that she is saying this now, with everything else that she's done, uh, how can you prove her wrong? Yeah. Like, yeah, you probably were. And because of everything you've done since then. Yeah. So now, I mean, it's hard to predict that you could lose this match. Right. So it's, it's just... That is great television. That's great story. And it's they can do that and have it be believable, but knowing that people are still going to cheer Kyrie Sane because people love Kyrie Sane. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, it was so well done. Yeah. And I am, uh, and this is the other reason I said uh, we're going to spoil these. 
I love that finish because it's not a finish that gets used every time. Yeah. And it's the old, uh, it's the old million dollar dream yeah. into the pin thing where you've yeah. just got them trapped. Yeah. That thing, whenever they decide to bust those out, it's always great. Yeah. I mean, th- that finish never fails. Yeah. And I like that it's not overused. And just ever, ever since, especially ever since, um, Bret Hart pinned Steve Austin with it in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I was like, man, that is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's, she wasn't totally doing the million dollar dream, but it was still a variance on how yeah, to get out was, of it. Mm-hmm. And, and she didn't even like, and I still didn't see it coming because of the fact that how it went from point A to point B to point C for the finish. Yeah. There was the counter, uh, from the elbow into the sleeper mm-hmm. and then the thing she didn't even use the uh, second turnbuckle which everybody uses when they do that yeah, finish yeah. she just used her own momentum yeah. on the ground so until the move actually happened i still never saw it coming yeah. and that's so rare sometimes and right. especially in big matches like this you know i and he goes oh my gosh she got the sleeper she's totally yeah. gonna win now because yeah. getting getting that sleeper it's it's a done deal like yeah if takeover has a and she's done this on every takeover that she's been winning now the yeah. last two times. She even did it to Nikki, and she's not so far removed uh, down the scale from Kyrie right. at this point. So, I mean, God, it was just they, so so convincing. They've built up Baszler to be this monster, and whenever they get down on the mat, you think that the other person's going to lose. Like, yeah. that's just what happens. And the fact that they managed to get Kyrie to beat her. Baszler even said it afterwards, like on one of the NXTs, I think it was like two weeks after, saying Kyrie saying didn't beat her. She won, but she didn't beat her because she didn't out wrestle her. Mm. But it's that's mm. debatable, but I see what she's saying. Like she didn't if they were to go and have like a technical like if they were to try to out like like a submission, submission match? match each other yeah then I think Baszler's for sure going to win. But, yeah. you know, and I like that because it allows, it keeps it open for more matches down the road, but it's still a convincing win for Kyrie Sane, and she did beat her, you know. Do you think it was a mistake having Ronda out there to support Baszler? No, I think, I mean, people know that, yeah. that they're friends and friendly, so. I gotcha. And I don't, I don't think that Rousey's um, support is going to rub off on Baszler in any, like, significant it doesn't point. seem to. I was yeah. more worried about Ronda than I was Baszler as far oh, as that's gotcha. concerned. The image they're trying to portray, you know. That's, oh, that's yeah, all I'm trying to say. Uh, no, I don't I don't think it's that big of an issue. Okay. They're definitely going to have to feud down the road. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. That, that, give that two years and that'll make it at right. WrestleMania. And see, I like that Shayna Baszler did seem like she was also kind of above the division a little bit. Not as much as Rousey does because... Okay what i was talking about earlier this this is baszler's i think i know where you're going with this baszler's run as champion is what ronda's kind of should be right now yeah she but she never felt as far removed from the other women like everybody was saying i can beat baszler yeah. it was the whole like That's video package series yeah and the fact that Kyrie saying did beat her in the her first title match against her yeah the it says a lot and i really like how they did it and i do think that's like the model they should use for ronda rousey they need to knock rousey down a little bit because i think she's too high up yeah. whereas baszler seemed that way but she can also be beaten she's still a human being she's not this monster exactly you know? i don't think they're gonna do it like on the next pay-per-view i don't think ronda's gonna lose no but it'd be neat if they did it like 
I mean, at least, you know, maybe prior, like before we get right into the road to WrestleMania, yeah. like sometime before Christmas, and yeah. somebody needs to beat her. And it doesn't, it doesn't need to be based on a distraction. It doesn't mm. need to be based on anything outside. That'd be it nice. Just, just in the ring. You know? I don't see that happening, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, back to that. That's why I love that, the, the, the Baszler-Sane match. Yes. And that was, they had to follow Ricochet and Adam Cole. And they and, did it. Yeah, and they did I, it. I think they did it. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of people going to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. I mean... That, this is one of those shows where you run to the bathroom right. during the package promo, yeah. and you get the you get the hell back before both of them have entered the ring. Yeah, that's just how you attend an NXT takeover. Right. There's really no other way to do it. And it's they're like, shorter, so you can hold it. <laughs> right. Just just stop stop buying twelve dollar beers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then uh, so now we're getting into the uh, the Schrodinger cat gun thing. Um, and uh, no, it's still, you know, as, as uninformed as I can be with missing a few of these phrases, Chris, sure. I'm still never going to be, and this isn't even having an ego on my part, I'm still never going to be Pat McAfee bad. <laughs> so if I ever dip down to that, yeah. I want you to call me out on the air, okay? At least you're wearing pants. Yeah, I'm, I'm I am wearing pants out of respect to you. I, half the time I podcast in my underwear, right. it's true, but... Rock strikes 10, you're pantsless. Sometimes, yeah, but that's what that's rock and roll, right. you know. So sometimes you have to nerd out and take a shirt off. So, all right. So, thanks for the plug. Yeah, no worries. Uh, chapter four is it in Gargano Champa? Yeah, I think so. I know. I go back and forth between Champa Champa, like I tomato tomato yeah, him. They do it on the shows too. Yeah, I feel like we should definitely call him Champa now because he's, he's the, the champ. champ. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there's no way I'm the first guy to make that joke, but it's in the brain. I try to make a point now. Yeah. Uh, does this is this is there a way you you are removed enough to like rank like all these meetings so far? Or do you think we're gonna need Champa and Gargano? I think we need a couple of years to get removed from it. I see like a DVD box set of like I yeah. want to see like yeah. the rivalry chaptered out like with everything, yeah. and since you hear about them like. They could get licensed footage from some of these indie fans. Oh, yeah. And, like, dude, I want, that box set needs to happen at yeah. some point. I think it deserves it. Out of, yeah. I mean, it's the best rivalry, heated, like, real-life story. Not real life, but it feels like it, you know. It feels like real hatred yeah. kind of story going on right now. And it has the classic feel to it that we talked about, you know. Yeah. I mean, like... To me, one of one of my favorite feuds that I, I I still don't think I ever got a real proper payoff. I mean, they kind of did it at WrestleMania, but like the Jake Roberts Rick Martel feud, yeah. like that's I feel like that feud should have been as good as this. It's, there's yeah. no way it's even close. They had like a bad blindfold match at a WrestleMania to to pay it off, but the hatred should have been all there. Yeah, and it's, it's like so. This is the stuff I grew up on. It's just like the regular wrestling classic rivalries. I guess Flair Funk is like the last time I really felt this way about a like a blood rivalry, you know, like yeah. with not a whole lot of blood on both ends. Yeah. Well, there was that one night. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. But like, I mean, it's so classic. It's yeah. just, there was a guy I met at the podcast expo uh, that I've known for a couple of years now, Eric Miller, and he hasn't seen any of the Gargano Champa stuff. And huh. he's a wrestling fan. Yeah. And I just, I had to like stop down and shame him. And I don't <laughs> like to do that. But I was yeah. like, dude, this is the best stuff i've seen in years and he's an old school guy like me i'm like you would love this stuff i need you to start watching all this stuff so yeah. i need to now i gotta make him a playlist right but uh, i think you're gonna have to make that champa gargano box and give it to him i, I think so <laughs> but, i mean it's just the it's the best thing to where like 
I, I got asked recently to like do a top five heels of all time right. by the same guy, by the way. Okay. And I put Champa in the top five heels of all time. Yeah. Because yeah. he is the devil. Like <laughs> it's just there because he doesn't blur the lines. He's not an anti-hero. He's yeah. not a bad guy that wants to be cheered. He wants to be booed. Yeah. And he is booed. Yes, there are always going to be contradictive people in the crowd that will cheer him. Yeah. But they respect his ability, and I get it, but they really need to boo him because yeah. he is the best heel working by a mile today. I like that he's doing his own promos in the back with his own camera. Mm-hmm. And it's not a selfie promo. He's just setting up his yeah. own camera. Yeah, th- exactly. And, yeah. Thank you. And he's doing it because like, not even the camera guys will <laughs> want to be around him. Yeah. That's the feeling I get. He said it's because he wants to do it on his own time. But He, he can't like, get he can't get promo time in yeah. a ring on a show where he's the world champion. Right, yeah. Like, that's what it is. Because everybody hates him so much. Yeah, like, yeah. Regal doesn't want to give him five minutes to talk. Yeah, right. Because he's just so freaking despicable. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. It says everything. Like, if anybody didn't catch that, Barry, and yeah, I did, if yeah. anybody didn't catch that, that's exactly what they're trying to tell you. Yeah. Love it. But so, and this was the last man standing match. Yeah. And yeah. it was. Which was supposed yeah. to be a triple threat. Yeah. Yeah. And we're doing a Who Ran Over Austin storyline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess that means it's going to be Shamaluda that Rora. ran over uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah so he needs to push yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> problem solved okay all right let's move on yes we're at the last man standing match yeah. which was supposed to have alistair black in it and i don't think anybody yes totally feel bad alistair's one of my guys yeah. so it sucks that he's injured yeah. but it was the best worst possibility like yeah. to go into a pay-per-view and i'm sure even they were like I'm right. We still got Champa and Gargano ready to go. Yeah. I mean, best scenario possible. And they delivered just like they do every time. Yeah. And their matches are pretty different, like each time. They did revisit, but they revisited things, but then they built upon them and moved on because yeah. Champa did the thing where he started pulling the, the pads off the ring, off yeah. the, the wood slats in the yeah. ring. And A lot of callbacks sitting, to all their yeah, matches. Yeah, and I love that. I love it to add the continuity through the actions yeah. in and outside the ring. But then, because after they do that, you're like, okay, they've done this. Where are they going to go from here? And it's all new from that point on. You know? Yeah, what's the new variants going to be? That That's the thing. The... Uh... The what is it? The Chekhov's gun. Yes. Okay. Was the handcuffs this time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which could have been a small prop. Yeah. It could have been slap the hand away, do the thing, and you were saying that the seed was planted really early on. Yeah. Uh, by he was like on the ringside or something. He was on the apron. He was. Uh, I believe Champo was down in the ring. Like towards the side of one of the one side of the ring, right? And he, in order to meet the ten count, he actually rolled outside over the apron and landed on his feet. He didn't yeah. get up; he rolled out and landed on his feet. It's like when you get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those. So it was like he answered the ten count by default because he was falling, basically. Yes. You know, and that's exactly how he won. The and match. that's how he won the match. Probably like ten, fifteen minutes later. Because he was, Gargano had handcuffed him to the whatever, like, rig, whatever. And he did the running knee strike. And I saw when Gargano got that look in his eye, and he's backing up, and he's thinking, should I do it? Should I do it? 
that's when it dawned on me. I'm like, no, it was. It felt similar to the moment when uh, almost like did the double knees on Gargano on the apron into the into the post yeah. on the outside of the ring. Yeah. That was the moment where I was like, oh, he's almost dead and he's not going to win at this point. Yeah. And when I saw that look in his eye, he was thinking about what he was going. I was like, he's not going to win. He's when, not going to do it. When Johnny ceases to be Johnny. Yeah, that's when he loses, and that's the thing is like I was talking with one of our mutual friends about the show later that week, and saying because we were both like, yeah, Johnny didn't get it done again, and it was just kind of disappointing. But at the same time, I'm like, I didn't want him to win because I don't want Johnny Gargano to win the NXT title like that. I want Johnny Gargano to win the NXT title. I want him to win it so badly. But I want him to win it as Johnny Gargano. I don't want him to win it in this angry, mean state of mind because yeah. that's not what Johnny Gargano is. Exactly. And that's exactly what they're doing with the story. Like that's yeah. what they're working towards. And he's saying that like Champa is like infecting him and whatever. Yeah. And that's the thing is like I don't want the he needs to go back to being the the good guy that can still get it done. The same guy that wrestled almost and almost beat him. He's gotten some wins, like the win that he got over EC3 after he like he, he went to that place and he was yeah. mean and he was trying to hurt him and yeah. he got the win. And I was disappointed in that win because he didn't do it the way that he should have done it. Exactly. And that's really cool for them to be able to create that in me, who's one of these guys i mean i'm a i'm a fan and i like to see johnny win sure but i didn't want to see him win like that i'm 100 percent in agreement with yeah. you on that and it's such like, a good story such a good story yeah because he didn't he didn't go over the edge yeah. in the one match that he's beat him in this year. right the one time he yes he went violent on him but he never he could have made it way worse for yeah. for champa and he just conceded to a point to where it's like I'm just going to take the three count or whatever right. it is. Or, yeah. Did he win by submission or three? I'm not sure at New Orleans. I'm pretty sure he won by pin. I think so. So, but he could have made it way worse for him and he didn't. Yeah. And that's why he won. He he did not compromise his integrity. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that box set should be called Black Hearts and Broken Hearts, by the way, because yeah, it's yeah. just Johnny will break your heart pretty yeah. much every time. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's so sad. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that the, the booking of the matches matches the mentality of what it should be and it because it would have been so easy for to have johnny go super violent and win and i'm glad they didn't do it yeah you know the whole thing about uh Heyman being on contract with wwe yeah. it's actually true oh really he well i mean obviously he's in contract with wwe yeah. but at the same time apparently he does some other stuff for him okay. they won't say what it is i feel like he's actually had a hand in this whole storyline yeah, i really truly believe yeah. that so uh, I, I hate to take away credit from somebody if I'm lying about this, yeah. but my my gut reaction tells me that this is definitely being Heyman inspired somehow because he's just, you know, maybe with some other consultants. He's definitely right. a consultant, at least at this point, from what I understand. But yeah. I see him like doing this with a handful of guys and then he just has that light bulb like, no, no, wait, wait. Because yeah. he does he does give credit to people that have given him ideas over the years. Like he talked about. When Steve Austin came into ECW, he was going to give Steve the world. He was just like, yeah. you're going to win the title in the next pay-per-view. And then Steve goes, nope, no. And he goes, I learned a lot from Steve Austin in ECW. I learned how to be even a better booker. Because yeah. he was like, Austin's like, no, I don't want to win the title. Yeah. Because if I win the title, then there's nothing else to do. And yeah. I, I go back and I will 
amp the value of your title up by not winning it yeah. because I'm going to go in there the next week and go, it makes me want it that much more. Yeah. And this is a, like, it just feels like a Heyman thing. That's why this Johnny, it's, it's just out of reach. Yeah. And that seems like something he would do yeah. in the same way he used to book Tommy Dreamer all the time. Yeah. It was it was interesting to find out recently on that top fifty ECW instance I finally watched it mm. where Tommy was like I never wanted to be the champ. Yeah, they kept saying you're gonna and he goes nope, <laughs> no because my character's over. It's it's done once I win the title. Yeah, can't do it. Anyone yeah. to retire like as winless and as titleless as possible. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, <that's> just, <laughs> Some so. characters that's what works best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, I'm sure Tommy Dreamer loves all that Gargano Champa stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure that's the stuff he makes a point to watch if he's going to. Yeah. So, so that was Takeover. Yeah. SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> right. There were there were a couple good things. I would sure, sure. I would say the so just skip shouting around. We've already Please. talked a little bit about it, but I think my favorite match of SummerSlam was Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. I liked that match, but you know how I am, Chris. Like. I will probably like this match more once the real payoff match happens, yeah. and I can go back and watch a little more subjectively. Okay. I know maybe that sounds weird to some people, but like I, I, I really, really, really like the opener. I thought the IC title That's match good. or the proper opener, not the yeah. not any pre-show. Pre-show was great, by the way. Yeah, I enjoyed the pre-show yeah. a lot. Um, but Ziggler Rollins, I mean, I think they were super solid. They threw it down again. Yeah, yeah, I liked that I saw things that I'd never seen them do before, yeah. especially after coming off having a half-hour Iron Man. You do everything. Yeah. In yeah. That. And they, they still managed to create some new things. So I think that really helps the quality of that match. They were able to have that. And, of course, the factors of their cornermen. It was a little distracting at first. Sure. The, the first few minutes, because they both kept looking like out at ringside. about. Yeah. But after the first few minutes, that, that stopped, and they didn't really do that anymore, and they just had a match. So, you know, I can tell Ambrose is super professional. He's very committed to his character. Yeah. And I'm wa- I kind of started watching him watch the match too sometimes, yeah. and there are moments where he kind of wanted to mark out and so, yeah. and, but he like he he stayed stoic, but he yeah. caught himself a couple of times watching the match, like yeah. watching watching it as a fan, and I noticed that too. I thought that was really neat. So you can see when big moves happen, and it's not like a character reaction; yeah. it's more of like ooh yay, but like then he went no 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 yeah. Dean Ambrose Dean Ambrose yeah. <laughs> like so that was kind of neat too. But man, I know I mean I I'm not going to discount any meeting between Joe and AJ. Every time I've seen it for years and years now, the fact that sadly this is the first time it's been on a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, we'll get more matches. Yeah. Sure. But I think for me, like Joe and Styles was just, as much as I liked Rollins and Ziggler, I think it was a great match. I think Joe and Styles, the way they built up that match, because they started and Styles was, he had his his anger and his thing in control. I'm not a huge fan of the storyline. Yeah, because you know that we're going to get an actual home invasion yeah. thing at some point, I'm sure. Which so is be terrible. I, I don't care about that, but that did play into the match as far as the emotion that it drew out of AJ Styles late in the match, which led to the finish or the non-finish. But it made sense, and I thought it was done really well. But leading up to that point... I think that the way they interacted, because you know they know each other so so well, and I mean they they even talked about it. That's the thing. Like he's like, I don't recognize this Joe anymore. Yeah, but the way that Styles was trying to pick apart Joe, and there was a thing at the very beginning where he's kind of hanging back and doing the kicks and things like that, and they were like feeling each other out a little bit, and it built up to where they got a little bit closer, and then like Styles would have a burst of offense, and then Joe would respond with his own like. 
his monster offense where he just like go nuts for a few minutes and hit like these big moves and it was a little bit back and forth. I yeah, thought that teasing it was... the return of the muscle buster too and uh, teasing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I thought, and they were both kind of had to do new things in order to try to outsmart the other one. So I thought the the chess match of Joe and Styles was my favorite part of the night. Yeah, and on principle, obviously, this feud needed to happen for many reasons, and this is the thing that was needed to uh, like put a new shine on AJ in the sense of he is the absolute A number one mechanic of SmackDown. Yeah. He's the world champ for a reason. It's like, I think we even talked about this before, Like it's the equivalent of like the Intercontinental Champion in the old days. Yeah. Because they, they seem to put definitely more of a main event and big time focus on the Universal title, which is yeah. wrong. It, it, at times it feels like yeah. that this is they're, they're treating the world title, like this lineage title, yeah. as the Intercontinental title, yeah. like they would in the old days. Definitely, because it was like mid-show kind of thing. Mid-show was, main event, yeah. yeah. And, like... It's well. First of all, that's wrong, you know. And obviously, I guess this match could not have possibly closed the show because of the finish. Now, yeah. now I get it. Yeah. And, and beforehand, I was like just livid. Like, why isn't Joe Styles closing? I mean, yeah. I was really mad about this yeah. because I'm like, how dare you? You know, these two people that really deserve to be in a main yeah. event, and and you know, I guess it's a, it's probably in Lesnar's contract, honestly, that yeah, he has to probably. be the closer. Otherwise, maybe they would move it around more. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think just some of those factors maybe maybe hurt my overall enjoyment of this. Maybe if you watch it isolated from all of that, then you may like yeah, it a little more. Maybe so. Revisit it a few so, months, maybe. I guess we're a little split on our favorite SummerSlam match. Yeah. Thankfully, we've got Adam Cole and Ricochet to lean on, yeah. so there's no big fight here tonight. Are we split on our least favorite SummerSlam match? Uh, no, probably not, because I believe it to be Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens. Yes. For all the right and wrong reasons, yeah. it is the worst match of the, probably the month of the year. It is so dumb. Continu- yeah. Why, what was the point? There's no point of any of that. Like, even, I, I love, like, when a, a Steve Austin, who is, yeah. who is in that point where he's, like, rock. He can say anything he wants. He's yeah. freaking bullet, well, <laughs> maybe not in the Hulk Hogan sense, but <laughs> he can say damn near whatever he wants as far as it concerns how much something sucks yeah. on WWE television. I like that he can be critical because I feel for Austin, man, because mm-hmm. it turns into like, these motherfuckers, like, they're they're devaluing the thing that I helped rebuild, yeah. you know, like, yeah. because Kevin Owens should be the Steve Austin right now. Yeah. He is that guy. Austin sees it. Yeah. Austin loves Owens. And I've loved all of them for all the times that I've seen them. Actually, when Owens really wanted me to hate him, I hated him. Yeah. But that's that's to his credit. Right. But he should be the Steve Austin of, and probably even more on the heel side, obviously. He's so yeah. good at it. Yeah. He's going to have his fans always. Right. But he can be the most despicable guy on the whole roster. Yeah. Him stealing the briefcase from Braun Strowman needed to happen. Yeah. Because Strowman is so over... He could win that title almost at any chance that he gets. Yeah, that's the whole. The briefcase does not work in his hands. I know this is the second month in a row we're saying this, but <laughs> damn it! But that's... I mean, it actually happened this the month that we're talking about now because it bled over from that. But yeah, because I mean, as of this recording, we all know that Strowman is going to have a Hell in the Cell match, and that's his cash in. So yeah. he didn't need to keep it. He yeah. didn't do the cash in like. Because that match would have happened with or without exactly, the briefcase. yeah. So, so just throwing it away, throwing right. it in the garbage. Yeah. They might as well throw it as far as Lesnar could throw <laughs> <Right>. it. 
But yeah, to to build up all that stuff and to have Strowman like chasing Owens and whatever. Okay, if you're building up to Owens finally outsmarting Strowman after he'd been dumped over in a porta potty and had his car turned over and everything else, his talk show stage. Yeah. yeah. So after all of that, not having Owens outsmart Strowman and take the briefcase away, yeah, it's pointless. And having yeah. him been beat up in like three moves and maybe two minute match. Yeah. It's they, what is there is no point. It felt like they were building to something, and last minute they changed their minds. Yeah, like, like why in the shit? Apparently, they supposedly re-signed Kevin for like a five to seven year contract, which yeah. will be the rest of his career. Yeah, like how do you do something like that and devalue him so quickly afterwards? Yeah. Doesn't make any kind of sense to me. I don't me. get it. I don't. I don't understand it. I usually try to understand where they're coming from, but I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean this. And once again, as of this recording, and then he does the bit where he quits on a future Raw. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's going to have to be something huge. I mean, he's going to have to go into the Himalayas <laughs> and come back as, like, Kevin Owens meets AJ Styles or something. Right. And, like, and then, like, re- remain the same character somehow. I, I don't know. I I literally have, I usually can speculate where something's going. Yeah. You're right. And I'm just, I'm, I'm at a loss. Yeah, well, spoiler, he was back the next week. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like if we're not watching the current product right. the week of recording. That's, that's all right. But we're talking about August. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so just, I don't know. I don't get that. And I think, so the only other thing I want to talk about SummerSlam, unless you have anything else, no. is um, The Miz and Daniel Bryan. I was so frustrated by that. Like, uh. I don't, like, to have this, we've already built that up. And to have it in like that... It's like, okay, I get it, but I don't know. It just feels frustrating, and I think that they needed to pay that off a little bit in that moment because yeah. it's... They, they put the dialogue out there yeah. that the Daniel Bryan returns a bust. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he does not get his hand raised at SummerSlam, then guess what? It yeah. came true. Yeah. You already said it. The, the you know, it's already there in people's yeah. brains now. Now it really is, right? They don't need to keep pushing that on. They could... Even if Daniel Bryan had one, Miz can just have excuses or whatever, and they can yeah. still do the the mixed tag coming yeah. up, whatever they're gonna yeah. do. I was distracted because my kid was at ringside. Yeah, that's all you had to say. Yeah. So, <laughs> but to have Miz win, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It just felt wrong. Like, yeah. It it felt like more of the of Daniel Bryan losing the title the next night and then being pushed aside for months and months until yeah. he was the, the fans brought him back in. It feels like that again. It's like what they did with Balor. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, I don't, those are the two things I just don't get. I just yeah. don't understand them. I might have said this already on the show, but I, I feel like for the last 10 years, SummerSlam was kind of the stunty show of the Big yeah. Four. Like they pull off these crazy, wacky, unpredictable things yeah. and they play around with it a lot more so than they do any of the other ones. The other yeah. ones are very calculated. That that is kind of a neat thing. It almost makes me want to attend a SummerSlam at this point. I guess since I've been to a WrestleMania or yeah. three, it makes me want to attend a SummerSlam just because of the wackiness of it all. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I it doesn't have any kind of feel to it that all the other ones do. Royal Rumble, you know what to expect. Yeah. Mania, you kind of know what to expect. Survivor Series, you definitely know what to expect. And since they're going to wrap up the season, yeah and have something huge happen going into the next phase of the road to WrestleMania. Right. But SummerSlam, it's kind of like sort of a little up for grabs. 
Yeah. Always has been. Yeah. I think ever since that wacky Cena Orton match where the crowd was just crazy. Yeah. And then they had uh, uh, Mike DiBiase interfere. Oh, and yeah. Like, I mean, that thing. Ever since then, SummerSlam has been weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess and so. I dig it. But, like, it's just weird that that's now become the weird show of the year is yeah. SummerSlam. Almost without fail now. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got to say about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Besides, we, I mean, we've already talked about the Shield reunion. Yeah, that was I mean, leading right into the next night. We talked about Valor Reigns and the Shield reunion is just as the way to get Reigns not to get booed all the time. And <laughs> I don't know, the thing with Strowman and Ziggler and McIntyre feels just cobbled together. It, it feels like patchwork. I think it's short-lived. Yeah. People were already doing rumors that they were going to, you know, basically re, re, re-up the Wyatt family again. Yeah. Because Eric Rowan got injured, mm. so he's going to be on the shelf for a while. So they could just ease Luke Harper over and figure out some sort of trade at some point. So you got Luke, you got Strowman, you got Bray. Bray needs a thing now. Matt's gone for the foreseeable future like we talked about. So I see where the rumor happened. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the Wyatts were the greatest, uh, like, actual equal to the Shield, you know, before the Shield started feuding with corporate and all that. But the Wyatts were their true rivals. And that that would be so cool because upping the stock of the other two guys in the Wyatt family, since, I mean, to to finally get a reflective shine on Strowman, Strowman can finally serve the Wyatt family for a positive use. (laughs) Right, yeah. And and I would dig that. It'd get me almost in bronze corner a little bit. Right. And I've never been in this corner. But I, I would be very intrigued to see how that would have gone it doesn't look like that's the way it's going to go unless they're unless this is a smoke screen with the ziggler uh mcintyre thing it can't last i don't know it's just feels like a means to an end because they needed someone to go up against the shield because they knew they were going to do that yeah so um i don't know if i want to even see a shield explosion either i don't know like because i know like Rollin or uh, right. Ambrose heel turn or whatever. Like I don't know if I even want to he, care about that anymore. Yeah, I mean, he seems the most likely to yeah. do it at this point for sure. So I mean, the, the worst thing about the Shield reunion is the stupid vests. Like the <laughs> Seth Rollins, I don't like his vest. Like stop it. <laughs> yeah. He looks dumb when he wrestles in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's yeah. it's weird how I and I am not a fan of the Shield reunion, and mm. I was a big Shield fan. Yeah, I'm I. And I'm not saying I'm above it all, but I mean, man, just tugging at the nostalgia strings and this early in the game, too. It does feel a bit like pandering. Like, it feels like we don't want Reigns to be booed all the time anymore. Therefore, he's not booed in the shield. Let's put him back together. Like I said at the top of the show, it's showing the extreme lack of confidence in Roman being a strong champion. Yeah. So they're going to throw everything they can at this to make it work because it can't fail it's too big to fail chris they've invested years (laughs) in this shit and another byproduct that i'm kind of frustrated about with this whole thing is that in order to get ziggler and mcintyre some uh, not that they needed any more like the leaveability but the fact that they just walked over and took the tag titles away from the b team yeah after they've been building building this thing with the revival and for like over a month and the revival was actually starting to finally maybe get their shot which they haven't had since they've been on raw no and it, it, looked, so heartbreaking. it looked like they were finally going to do it and they're just they got beat up and now they i don't think they've been on tv yeah. since then it's like why i even saw that yeah. <laughs> like i said the revival doesn't make hulu yeah but they did that week yeah 
So sad. So just, that that kind of that heartbreaking. Yeah, I was. But that's that. that's the way they look at tag team wrestling. I even and the uh, the one from and I'm skipping around. Both of these weeks are we're just going to put them all together. Okay. okay, so I found out because I didn't see it on Hulu. I found out that Bobby Lashley beat the Ascension in a handicap match, and I was like, of course he did, mm. because that's what they do on Raw with tag teams. Yeah, they completely disrespect them. And they make him look as weak as humanly possible. Yeah. And it's easily the most devalued belt in the entire company. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never thought I'd ever get to that point. I guess it... No, why am I saying that, Chris? It's been like that for a long time. Uh, you know, like WrestleMania 25. We watched yeah. the unification yeah. of the tag titles be relegated to the pre-show. Yeah. That's supposed to be a big deal it's supposed to be and it wasn't somebody, like somebody's got a case of the supposed to ah yes <laughs> um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put a kibosh on raw talk for the rest of the show how about <laughs> all right. that all right there wasn't much we already talked about the owens quitting thing and yeah the the rollins owens match was really good from the, from the next week the following week it was yeah well well and and if it deserves match of the week then we will Retalk about Raw at the end of the show. <laughs> Retalk. But that week, um, just building up to our, our match of the week for week three mm. in August, congratulations to the New Day becoming five-time, 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 five-time tag team champions yes. against the supposedly unbeatable Bludgeon Brothers. Yes. They they do deserve it, a lot of, as a lot of teams would on that show. Mm-hmm. But I love the New Day so much. I'm an unabashed New Day fan. I hope they never break up. Yeah. Even if I, I wish other guys single successes yeah. without having to break up. I right. feel like that could be a reality somehow yeah. where they could still all support each well, other. Yeah, of course they could. Break they, off and do other things. They just don't do it. But of it would be nice. It would yeah. be nice if they were the one freaking team yeah. that stayed together forever. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. Uh, I feel like they'd be down to do it. I don't see, yeah. I don't see any one of those guys wanting to break away. Yeah. And you can you can just sense that they really do love each other. Yeah, I love that. Well, yeah, because you see them hang out hanging out all the time. <laughs> yeah, because I mean we Driving I watch partners. Up Up Down Down all the time, yeah. and they're always hanging out together. Yeah. So there's that, um, and uh, sad that Rowan had to go down to injury. Um, I, I found out about that like prior to the match. I was like, well, oh really? So it did put a damper on my enjoyment of the match. However, it was still a super fun match yeah. to watch. That definitely goes on the playlist for the month for sure. Yeah, but. I don't think we believed it to be the best match of the week. No. That went to a really... And on a show where there were just two solid matches on 205. Yeah, TJP versus Noam Dar. That was a good match. Uh, the commentary hurt a little bit. <laughs> Wale. Oh, yeah, that was the week with Wale. That, that kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah. However, man, that tornado match yeah. between Grand Matalik and Lince Dorado against Buddy Murphy and Tony Nice. That thing was so good. Super good, yeah. A different kind of tag match than even like the NXT tag title match was. Like you're going in for true, like you got luchas versus mechanics. Yeah. And it's a tornado and just all bets are off. You don't know what to expect. You got tons of unpredictability. You got a lot of cat mouse. And man, that whole thing was so cool. Um, I, I don't see how we can't award that match of the week no, for the week that was my favorite match of that week and that was the week that pete dunn defended against zach gibson but that yeah. tornado match was still my favorite match yeah, yeah. watch that dunn gibson match too for sure yeah. and even that women's match on uh uh Bel- Air versus perazzo i 
really solid, good match. Yeah. Couldn't tell who was going to win. I was surprised. I thought Peraza was going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just, well, you know, no one's going to, if you haven't seen it, sorry, spoiler. Mm. Bel Air uses the burning hammer now? How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that was one of my favorite things of yeah. the entire month, just to see that happen. Yeah. So, um, let's get a little bit into week four, because I really, I'm really antsy to talk about the big thing that we promised at the top of the show. Okay. So, Raw's out. Okay, yeah, yeah the, uh, Rollins-Owens match was, was, was really good. It's worth watching. Yeah. Um, Natalia Alicia Fox is pretty damn solid, albeit yeah. short. Yeah, it was, it was short. Yeah. Raw has the habit of making... Almost all their matches short, except for Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know that 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 is fine to a to a point yeah. to a degree. Yeah. Um, so where are we at here? I mean, there was some good stuff on the other shows. I'll tell you what, Carmella showing more and more improvement in big match doings. She was really good at SummerSlam, yeah. and she was, I think, even better on SmackDown. Yeah, with I the one on one match against mm-hmm. Charlotte. I liked the SmackDown match. I think more than the SummerSlam match me too i like the i like the whole fallout storyline of the becky thing uh but this was like okay this is the kind of match they were probably going to have if it had been carmella charlotte at SummerSlam. yeah so this had a really good and they made it a big match feel which i like yeah and you know the you know i've been backing carmella because it's kind of an underdog for me this isn't the kind of wrestler i generally root for right but I just I can just tell how much she cares yeah. about being great, yeah. and and for all the right reasons too. Yeah. Like I mean, she is in a division and a sea of women in the entire company, right. where there are so many other people that are more naturally talented and more naturally athletically gifted than her. Sure, and I think she even realizes that. Yeah, and so she's always going to have that chip on her shoulder, yeah. and I think she really brings it. Yeah, uh, when when the bright lights are on every time now, and it took her it took her a while. Yeah, but I really truly believe that the moment they put the title on her, something happened, and she became really good, and she's just getting better over time. Yeah, this is everything Alicia wasn't when the division was in the, the absolute bottom. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah, um, like I agree. Like I think I do think that she deserved her title run. I think this was a nice and i guess classy way of it's clearly obvious that they're moving on yeah from her with the title and i thought it was a good pair of matches that she had to have her not on the back burner but to move her aside to let this charlotte becky thing go because that's the interest is there for sure and i think becky I've been pulling for Becky, like, despite what she says, I actually have been yes. pulling for Becky yes, we for, all voted yes. for years, yeah. <laughs> but, because I was even talked about it on the show, like, I was pulling so hard for her in the Money in the Bank, and I yeah. was super disappointed when she didn't win. You, me, and all of Chicago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but the best thing of SmackDown that night, as good as the Daniel Bryan-Andrade Almas match was, was King Booker. Oh, <laughs> man. I'll tell you what. I just immediately flashed back. I'm going to put myself over a little bit here. Yeah. Immediately flashed back to going to Saturday night's main event at uh, American Airlines in 2006. I think it was the second to last Saturday night's main event ever yeah. at this point. And I'm in like the cheap seats. So I'm in the peasant section, right. if you will. <laughs> yes. And I get there and King Booker's one of the first guys out. Mm. And I mean, this is a year where King Booker was the best thing on television. Oh, yeah. six. Yeah, kind of a lean year. Uh, I wasn't. I was actually enjoying the DX reunion stuff, and mm. and Finley was having sleeper matches, and yeah. Matt Hardy was doing really well. 
King Booker was the thing for me, mm-hmm. and I had never been so excited about. I mean, Booker had great matches in WCW, yeah. and he's always been consistent in the ring. But when they finally put the cape and crown on him, yeah. something happened, and something happened to him. You can tell. Yeah, and I loved it. Like when they brought him out for this one shot, that he re-embraced it like he had been doing it for years yeah. still. And I remember just standing up in that crowd and yelling at everybody to stand up for your king. And like I held the finger up when he did. I was all in with King Booker. And um, man, I'm that's just that's my favorite alter ego of a character probably yeah. ever. I mean it has to be. Yeah. Oh, so great. And yeah, can't go wrong. And and here's me, like big, huge, massive Trish Stratus fan since like day one. Yeah. She shows up on Raw and I don't even want to talk about it hardly. It was fine, yeah. but King Booker, man, like, <laughs> that's how much Yeah, I love King Booker. I like, yeah, I love that whole segment, and it, <laughs> the comedy worked perfectly, and <laughs> if you noticed, like, when Booker was doing the five-time thing, he only said it four times, <laughs> and Kofi, like, he, he sold it, he, like, he looked went, at it, he held up four, and he's looking <laughs> at it, he's looking around confused, yeah, uh, it was great, so many, like, Everything uh, about it. I loved it. Uh, uh, Biggie's reaction. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like wait, like, wait, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> it is already nicknamed dude, honestly. Yeah. It is actually. Um yeah. Uh so, so good. Biggie the Dragon Slayer. Let's yeah, go with that. Okay. Sure. Why not? Um but as far as like wrestling, I think once again the two oh fives and the NXTs were were tops yeah. that week. And that's that's almost unfortunate for SmackDown because yeah. you look at that. That whole card is so good. And there's only four matches mm. on SmackDown. And, uh, you know, the Billy Kay and Naomi match was short. Yeah. But everything else was really like, wow, this yeah. is almost pay-per-view worthy. Yeah. And so that says a lot, I think, about anybody that still has doubts about 205 and NXT. Yeah. It's just consistently great. that They pay off stuff, like like we talked about. like And 205 more so than even NXT. NXT yeah. saves stuff. For takeovers, yeah. two hundred five has nowhere to go. Exactly, except yeah. being on the freaking. And I could have done a whole rant about Gulak versus Alexander being on the pre-show for SummerSlam, yeah. and it deserves its own rant. Yeah, maybe I'll save that for down the road because okay. that'll still be really. It's still happening. Yeah. It's still happening, and you know they're going to do it again at Survivor Series. Yeah. So let let me just save it for that because yeah. I can already tell <laughs> that they're going to do it at Survivor Series this year. Man, that match deserved better. Uh, man, okay. But yeah, man, back to the positivity and the 205. Uh, that Akira Tozawa Brian Kendrick match was really good. It's really good. And uh, they know, know each other well, and it showed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice to see Tozawa finally got a nice major win. Yeah, because so, he's been, ever since his last. What was his last big feud where he actually came out on top? It's been a while, you know. He's, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, like he didn't even beat a t- uh, Hideo. Like Hideo yeah, beat him. Yeah. So it's he's been kind of in. He's been the gatekeeper, uh, yeah. just like Kendrick was yeah. before. Which <laughs> so. I'm glad that they're bringing him back up, and he's actually got this win because yeah, yeah he's I, I I love to see him win. Yeah. I don't want to see him lose all the time. Almost nobody in the business has a better entrance than Tazawa. Like yeah. he's got great music. First of all, it's yeah. very hero esque. Yeah, it's and, very very Kill Bill esque. Yeah, I, I, I like. <laughs> I'm fine with that too. Yeah. Maybe that's where my maybe yeah. that's what my brain likes. I didn't it so even much. realize. Like when I, yeah. when, when that dawned on me, it's like, oh, yeah. that's just the Kill Bill music. <laughs> sure, but the the flames on the stage and yeah. on the back, it all looks so good. Yeah, like we've seen some of these now in the crowd where you can see the elevated yeah. you know graphics. 
Tozawa's stuff looks the best. Yeah. yeah. So he he did, at least he's got great imaging. <laughs> so <laughs> now like, we need I to like, go the next step here. I like TJP's entrance a lot too. Oh yeah. yeah. But they dumbed down his his yeah, stuff. Yeah, they changed the music a little bit. Yeah, recently. they they shortened the song and they don't yeah. give him the stage like they yeah. used to. So they definitely aren't into him as much as they used to be. That's that's obvious though. Yeah, yeah. So still waiting for him to break out of the division. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. Like the matches that Buddy Murphy had with Mustafa Ali, they're definitely the all-time right now. Like that's right now the best rivalry that 205's ever had so far for my money. Okay, but yeah. if they continue it this way, Kalisto has definitely got a gripe for like, no, I'm Buddy Murphy's best opponent. Yeah. I mean, and what a great position for Buddy Murphy to be right. in. This guy, they call him the juggernaut of 205. He really has proven it as far as like, the matches that we've been enjoying the most. Yeah. I think Buddy Murphy might have... He's got to be in the top three guys that come up in this conversation. Uh, absolutely, For this yeah. year, for us. He's, yeah, he is He is the best bout machine of the WWE. Like, every... He, any match he's in, it's it's going to be the best match of the night. Yeah. yeah. He's, like the, he's like the true price fighter of the company yeah. right now. He yeah. really is. Because, I mean... I think like when they you leave it when, all in there. When you have that conversation as far as WWE goes, it's like him and Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. I think yeah. competing for like every time they're on the show, they're gonna have one of the best matches. Yeah, and I feel like I'm always wondering whenever they do these kind of matches because you know the other reason. Yeah, they're gonna be some better wrestling towns. Orlando definitely seemed to be representing 205 really well. Yeah, and it was in this match, I believe, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. 205 champ breaks out. That's only the second yeah. time I've ever heard that. Yeah. And I think the other time was the Ali uh, Buddy match. Mm. So, I mean, there's that. So, definitely, they need to keep taking notice of Buddy Murphy for sure. Yeah. But the fact that you can go from certain, some cities where it's just dead, mm. and then this seemed like a decent crowd, mm. and then the 205 chain actually grew through the crowd, I mean, the perception is night and day now, yeah. even just from a few months ago. So, it's very positive and... Uh, I just hope that it just keeps going on that upward incline. It seems yeah. like there's finally some decent buzz to where people are finally starting to watch the show at yeah. least a little bit. Um, it's still got a long way to go, but I mean, it's in it's in healthy shape as far as like they are confident now. If you actually take the time and take that risk to watch the show, you will be converted on that show. Yeah. All it takes is one. Yeah, and sometimes it might even just take one match. You're right. I think that's why they definitely are starting to have really strong openers and, of course, yeah. killer closers. Yeah, doesn't even matter what you throw. Obviously, it doesn't matter what you throw it in the middle of right. it. They, they've been doing squash matches lately, yeah. so that's, Which, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's that's the story-building yeah. segment is the middle. Yeah. So, uh, is Kalisto Buddy Murphy, we're going to give that the match of the week for week four? I think so. Okay. Uh, NXT did have a good main event. It was Ricochet and Pete Dunne. That odd couple team versus uh, Roderick Strong and Adam Cole decided he wanted to be in the match. Yeah. So Kyle O'Reilly got to take the night off. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was trying to tune his guitar backstage and it just wasn't <laughs> happening, right. so they benched him for that. <laughs> did you notice he was tuning his uh, belt? I did, yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> Love it. And I can't believe that didn't win, but... Yeah. Okay, so now it's it's the match of the week, but is it the match of the month, Chris? Because I, uh, I'm torn between that and another one, and I think... I think the other one might be winning in my mind. It's tough. 205 Live got three of the four weeks as oh. far as like free TV goes. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. But I think 
I think that number one contender tag match from SmackDown, The Bar, and New Day is just so good. It's undeniable. Yeah. I can't even argue with that. It was, and the fact that it was better than a really good title switch match. Yeah. Like, that is proof positive. It's more, like, if you told me I had to go back and watch one of those right now, I'd, I'd want to go back and watch the yeah. New Day Bar match. So, yeah. so yeah. Free TV match of the month. Yep. We're calling it. Yep. Uh, Supercard, WWE Supercard match of the month. Ricochet, I mean, Adam Cole. Yeah, I was like, the generally like when we're so kind of down on a SummerSlam and then the takeover is like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You kind of know halfway through the show, but right. yeah, obvious. Ricochet, Adam Cole, North American title match. Make a point. Watch that whole show, of course. Yeah. All right. So now it's time to set the table for dessert, Chris. All right. We we were all in. Yes. yes. We did manage to watch. I was trying to. Trying to figure out how to how to watch the show. I don't really have like forty extra dollars to spend because, but thankfully they did air all in on the New Japan World Network a few days afterwards. It was on delay, but that's fine because yeah. I have stuff to do. So yeah. it was when we were able to going back fi- to the don't don't read the spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> we were able to finally get together. I did get one of the matches spoiled by yeah. Jr. Like I said, yeah. but I still the the show is a good show. It's a really good show. And we're not going to spoil all in. Yeah. However, I, I got to say, if if you intend to watch this, even just right now after you listen to this, and please do. Yeah. Uh, by the way, is there a, is there like a free trial for New Japan? Like, or do you just have to go right? Or do you have to be all in? <laughs> I think you have to be all in, but it's okay. only like it's about nine ninety nine a month. Okay. So it's it's in yen, so the, whatever the exchange rate is now. But okay. So make a point to do it, that. It's cheaper than buying it straight up or it's even it's cheaper than trying to do the honor club thing okay and you know we we definitely would like to promote all that yeah i gotta say for uh watching purposes if you decide to go that route and use the new japan feed uh do what we didn't do and go on youtube first and watch whatever starcast stuff you can but also definitely make sure you watch the over budget battle royal or whatever that's called i think that's what it's called uh because that has implications for storyline into the show uh, the winner of that match uh, gets a Ring of Honor World Title match during mm-hmm. the show, and there is something that was paid off that was being used as a storyline for the entire year, and mm-hmm. you didn't even realize it at the time, but they made it happen, and that's as vague as I really <laughs> want to. I have to be that vague just yeah. because if you're following the storyline of Ring of Honor they've been doing with this, the fact that they're paying it off and for free on YouTube, yeah. leading into All In, it makes it even that much better of a show to watch. The yeah. show was already great. I mean, we were not disappointed, yeah. but I wish I'd have known to go and watch that in advance, and I, yeah. I, I didn't. So I'm yeah, I didn't. Doing I, a, I still haven't seen it yet. Yeah, actually. we're doing a free public service. Go watch the over budget battle royal. It even has a, a couple of ladies in there, and oh, uh, in the battle royal. Yeah, cool. and uh, it even has uh, some surprises that I didn't know were booked. No, yeah. So. Please make a point to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris is going to go and watch it, even though he knows who, who won it. Yeah. But it, if you can let it, your your mind go for a little bit, you actually still won't see it coming. It's pretty great. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah. Okay. But the the show as a whole, I mean, uh, the match of the month, uh, like going out outside of the WWE bubble, I think might have already happened. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm going to be keeping up with New Japan this month. So, But they don't really have like a big show planned for this month either. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But I want to spoil that huge return or return ish kind of thing in there, but I don't want to. It's in the course oh, of yeah. the match that you know. Of course, I really wanted to talk about. I mean, yeah. the, the Kenny Omega Pentagon Junior match was 
I expected that to be really good. Yeah. And I said this before on the show, Pentagon Jr. is a guy that I finally took notice of this year. Yeah. So not a rookie of the year, but like, <laughs> like he's new to me still. Right. And everything I've seen is just so solid. I'm like, this guy is a star to where yeah. I'm like hyper. I remember I did a hypothetical, like, can he make it in WWE? Do you think that there's a place yeah. for him at some point? Or is he just going to be an international star his whole career? Which is also great. Yeah. You can definitely make a living if you get high enough yeah. in that echelon. But he's so goddamn good. And the fact that, you know, he's wrestling Kenny at all in. Yeah. I think that should say a lot about anybody who may still be crude on the guy. Oh, yeah. This thing yeah. delivered. It was, yeah, that that was a fantastic match. The It was all, it felt historic. If you had asked me some of the guys that I saw on that show, like at the beginning of the day, like, who do you expect to see on this show? I wouldn't have guessed, like... The cameos are A lot of them, yeah, the cameos. And then just the... It had a kind of a wrestle... Like, this kind of like... This is what some of these things should happen at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, they used... They were doing that, and then it got to the point where it got so ridiculous. They used to have that one, like, retro superstar cameo segment where it turned into a dance party backstage every time. And I really got sick of that after a few years. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, it's nice to see those guys, but... I want to see just somebody show up just randomly right. like that. Yeah. I wish I could name names, but there's a yeah. lot of cool names yeah. and all in. If you're a fan of the late 80s, early 90s output, which is the stuff that these guys grew up on, and yeah. now they're booking the show. and It was clear that this was put on by lifelong fans of wrestling, and yeah. it felt like a love letter to wrestling from when we were kids to maybe even prior to that yeah through all the way up to modern day indie wrestling yeah. it, it encompassed all of that together in one show yeah and and, and feel i feel like that they made that show for me i yeah. know they didn't right but they did know yeah, yeah, yeah and they're those guys and when i talk about old nwa stuff they incorporate that stuff yeah. the fact that there's an nwa world title match on this show, yeah, which is predominantly a Ring of Honor kind of New Japan super indie super card, yeah. The NWA World Title was defended at this show, and that immediately became the biggest spotlight that that belt has had, you know, ever since mm-hmm. the early days of ECW. Yeah, I mean, it's now a big deal, even bigger than when they had it in WWE for a minute. Yeah, again, which was horrible. Yeah, it made it matter again. It made it classic. The way they presented the entrances and yeah. the. the the whole thing, the the, the presentation, and yeah. it, it's like overload for the brain. Right. And I like that it's like, we're the new young hip guys. Yeah. However, we are timeless in a sense right. of we, we have our new shit that some of the old timers don't like. But guess what? We like that stuff too. Yeah. And they're not doing it as a means to like, hey, leave us alone. You know, because we put old guys on her too. Right. No, all those people were there because you could tell they wanted them to be there. Right. And they were massively respectful of all of what they've done. And and it's not even like guys that are like, quote, like massive name Hall of Famers. Some of the people, most of the people that they had to do cameos are not household names. Yeah. But they're stars to us. Yeah. And they're icons to us. If they walk in a room, we're going to be like, oh my God. Yeah. And that's the idea of yeah. the show. Uh, like, And then you have some of the best wrestling in the world you'll see all year. This is one of this is a top three show of the year that I have to recommend. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. In a sense of like, you know, right now it's Wrestle Kingdom, Dominion, and this. Wow. I mean, no, I got to... Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or, you know, NXT, TakeOver, whatever. Right. <laughs> top five shows. Yeah. All In has to be in your 
to watch list yeah. if you haven't seen it yet. That's it's all a, I'm trying to say. It's a great wrestling show, and it is a historic show for sure. Not just because of the... Yes, it is one of the most important, if not the most important indie show like in Ameri- however long. American pro wrestling history. Yeah. yeah, and so even if it's just for that, you need to see it to be able to... Yeah talk about wrestling in general you know you have to have that kind of background yeah. knowledge but there seemed and, to be like some internet people that are critical of the show and even before i saw it i was hearing really? these things and i'm like okay i haven't seen this show yeah. but i'm sitting there going how bad could it freaking be i mean were these guys expecting like wrestlemania 3 or 17 right. <laughs> like something like that i mean then your expectation was way too high yeah i but mean even then like i thought it over delivered for what yeah. i was expecting yeah it it did. There were great matches. It was fun to watch with people, and yeah. it's one of those that were because we were talking the whole time. Sure, right? Like, yeah, I know. And that's like, another oh, reason look, for me to watch it again. Yeah, and we're like, oh, look at that, and look at that. Oh yeah, and yeah. like, oh, <laughs> the the Ring of Honor title was defended, and there's like connections to the past in that that are so great that you were noticing them before I did, and then you're like, oh, this is exactly this. We can talk about all these sure. spoilers, like. On the, the next show, since yeah. this is technically a September thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the one thing, it, it did go over long as far, and so the last, or some of the matches apparently went long because the yeah. last match had to be cut short. Yeah. And that's not a rumor. I heard the guys yeah. in the ring say, like, yeah. we have to go home. Yeah. Like, They're yelling at yeah. them to stop. Yeah, and it, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, that it was, was like, the, well, it was like seven to ten minutes that main event. Like, that's the main event. But it was yeah. a fun... It, but it, it was almost yeah. it made it like an old school show. Yeah. Like there was like those things where like NWA used to do that and they even used to do that on Saturday Night's main event, yeah. like close with something fun. And that's the thing is like <laughs> get what I was getting to, like the so like the NWA title match was kind of in the middle of the show and the Omega Pentagon Junior match was earlier in the show. The main event was a whole bunch of guys that move really, really fast and do a whole lot of things in very little time. Yeah. So I thought when I was watching the show, I thought it was the match order was a little strange to me. Sure. Because I thought some of these other matches, the two matches I mentioned prior, yeah. I thought those should have been like the main events. Yeah. But it made sense because they knew if they were to go long, that these six guys could put together amazing stuff in five to seven minutes. Yeah. And so they were able to do that. And they, they gave themselves that cushion yeah. for that. So it actually was really, really smart. Yeah. And all these guys we talked about, Bucks, Omega... And even Pentagon Jr., who, you know, a lot of people that have known him for years herald him at this yeah. point. And like I said, I'm just new to him. Hmm. But I, I can't let it go without talking about this show without giving it up for Joey Janela and Hangman Page. Yeah. I mean, they killed themselves yeah. for their stock to rise. Yeah. This was this was the show where they were obviously both like, we have to make an impact yeah. here. They have to remember us tomorrow. Yeah. And putting those two guys together for that kind of a thing and they yeah. just killed themselves yeah. for the future <laughs> like they killed themselves so they could have a career yeah, right. <laughs> which is the only business i think you can do this yeah. <laughs> like i mean it's crazy to even think that but yeah. like i i hope good things are abound for both of those guys yeah. because man they just left it i, feel I mean hangman page's stock has been on the rise yeah. for a while now yeah and so. yeah but yeah i mean i mean I don't know how much we can keep talking about the show without spoiling it, so I'll just say watch the show. Yeah, watch the show and we'll all discuss in about a month.
Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. So you can check out that show on cnjradio.com when it goes up. And also check back to listen to all of our other shows throughout the year, as well as our super shows, mini episodes, things like that. All can be found on cnjradio.com. Go to our Facebook. Let us know what you think about All In prior. We may mention some of those on the show. Yeah, bring up some talking points. Okay, and, and since we're kind of back on track getting it out a little earlier this month, uh, there will be a retro card coming up between now and next month's review, I promise. <laughs> Do you know what it's going to be? No. Okay. You just have to be surprised. surprised. I guess we got some around. decent feedback over Super Sunday, which okay. was a lot more, I think it was a lot more fun to do a show about than watch. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that people can at least respond to it in yeah. that sense. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so much stuff we have in the can. We've got a lot of these in the can. Yeah. Siren Nights Main Events, yeah. more AWA Super Shows, a couple of NWA pay-per-views. So it'll just depend on my mood. How about that? <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Bye. We're going to have our first elimination right now actually first elimination of the night already two eliminations tonight here on nxt i must clear away the chaff from my life and let shine forth the true wheat of greatness do it at once my lord very well percy you are dismissed from my service <laughs> hey you know i can't be angry i can't be bitter because i've worked hard each and every day of my life to get the way i am and I'm going to continue to do so. Percy, far from being a fit consort for a prince of the realm, you would bore the leggings off a village idiot. So I guess now I'm going to just take this time to evaluate myself and study and to continue to get better. Your brain would make a grain of sand look large and ungainly. But I tell you what, Showtime Percy Watts is going to continue to have fun. He's going to continue to have a good time, baby. You know what I'm saying? Because best believe... If you got the dime, I got the good time. Let me hear you one more time. Let me hear you say it, baby. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah! If you put on a floppy hat and a furry codpiece, you might just get by as a fool. But since you wouldn't know a joke if it got up and gave you a haircut, I doubt it. That is why you're dismissed. Oh, I see. No.